I'm getting old, man. I'll tell you that. I finally figured out how you tell when you get old. You well, know, I got yeah, lots story. of ways. No, no, I got one way, the best. Yeah. I had an experience yesterday. It was freezing rain yesterday. Yesterday was one of the few nasty days we've had here in a long time. It's all gone today, but freezing rain. So, oh, I don't know, about 4.30, I decided I need to go to the um, drugstore and pick up a few things. How come I'm hearing that echo in the back? Echo! But anyway... So I go across the street, and I realize that, geez, it's uh, really slippery. And every, every step you take, you're like uh, slipping slide a little bit. Plus, it's windy. So you're like ice skating with no skates. So I go in, I get my stuff, and I got about five, six items in a bag. And I come out of there, and while I was in there for five minutes, I guess the temperature must have dropped like about you know, a little bit to the point where everything was just frozen solid, like a sheet of ice. So I come out, and I get almost to the curb, and all of a sudden I realize I'm like ice skating. I'm moving. The wind is blowing me around, and... Uh, and it, and so I made a bad mistake. Instead of just getting my bearings, I uh, grabbed onto a pole. There was a pole there, like a, a bus uh, at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed the pole, and the pole was like a sheet of ice, too. So that caused me to slip a little bit, and boom, I go down on my knee. You know, not like a bad fall. I go down. So about three, four items out of my bag go flying on the sidewalk. Well, I stood up, and then as I realized to try to bend down to pick up the items, the wind is blowing me, and I'm thinking, if I actually reach down to pick those up, I'm going to go flop on my face again. So here comes a guy, I would say about 70, very nice man, Italian guy-looking guy, and he he comes by, and he picks up the items, and he hands them to me. I open the bag, and I said, gee, thanks very much, and he, he reaches out, this is it, he reaches out his hand for me to grab onto. I'm already standing up, keep oh in mind, not God. like he's lifting me up, for him to help me across the street. I said, oh, no, that's okay, thanks very much. And I thought to myself, wouldn't that be something to be helped across the street by a 70-year-old man? Uh, yeah. And I thought to myself, man, am I old or what? Yes, absolutely. You know, that's not just an age thing. I was never good in ice and snow. Well, you know, another see, the thing that didn't make me feel so bad is as I'm standing there and he's picking up the items, there's two kids, two teenagers, and they're about a half a block away. And they're like, oh, and you hear all the noise and you look, and one of them went slipping on his ass, and the other one was like sliding, you know, slide like he was on skates, but he wasn't. I mean, it was, I never experienced anything like that. Yeah, that's why I always hated, hated that weather. Up when you had ice and snow, yeah. and you're out there trying to negotiate that walk. Always good for a flop, yeah. Always. I remember one time, only once in my life, I think I ever did that on the ice, and I was uh, walking down the front steps of my house to go to high school or walk to school, with my arms full of my books, and zip there I went down the stairs, and there the books went flying all the directions. That was a long time ago, about a hundred years ago. But that's oh, the only God. other time I ever remember slipping on the ice. But th- this was impossible. I mean, I'm watching the people out there, and everybody's like skidding, and uh, and I have good walking shoes, you know, New Balance, good shoes, but I don't know. But it's all gone now. So there is a real lesson in life for you. You don't want to be you don't want to be helped across the street by, by an guy old guy. It's older than you are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a very nice man, but geez. I was just thinking, if if we had ice in South Florida, can you imagine that happening there? Oh, how about people driving down? Somebody would somebody would have probably come by and picked up the items and ran like hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, driving is no fun in that either. Yeah, on an icy road. Yeah, well, that's true. In fact, they have what they call well. You probably remember black ice. Yeah. You know when it, you yep. can't see it, you don't know that it's there. But yeah. they, especially on the bridges, you know, on you bridges skid. the stuff uh, 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 freezes up and you can't see it because it's just the right temperature when it's raining, when it's that like right between rain and snow. And, and you can't do anything about it either. Yeah. And I remember one time when we were driving back from uh, some ski place up in Vermont, going back in the city when I lived in New York, and there were four of us in the car, and we hit that black ice patch. Yeah. And 
and we started to skid, and the guy driving said, well, here comes the accident. I mean, we just were going to have an accident. There was no way to stop it. Yeah. And we did. We wound up uh, bumping into a, into a part of a toll booth, skidded right into it. I've got a, another brief, great story. It's a miracle I'm still alive. This is many, speaking of the racetrack. Many, many years ago in Detroit, I'm working in Kalamazoo, which is 150 miles from Detroit. But what's that when you're going to the track? You know, I used to go like five, six nights a week. Sure. So 300 miles round trip. But in those days, you, the speed limit was 70. Well, it was 70 or 75. You could go 90 easy. So I'm driving on the interstate I-94 from Kalamazoo to Detroit, and I'm about two-thirds of the way there, and it starts raining like hell. And I'm going pretty damn fast, too, because i got a you know, hot day at Hazel Park to plunge my guts out. And all of a sudden, I get a blowout. I get a flat tire right there on the highway. Well, you're going that fast in the rain, you're dead. And so now, I, basically, I gave up because now I totally lose control of the car. And, and this is like about, oh, I don't know, 6 o'clock in the afternoon. It's like uh, what's going to be rush hour. And so I le- actually let go of the steering wheel because I couldn't steer the car anymore. And I went across the highway to my left and then back across to the right without hitting anybody. A miracle. Yeah. And then off the, off the uh, shoulder of the road, there was like uh, one of those metal, I don't know what you would call those things, the things at the side of the road. Like a guardrail? Yeah, very good, like a guardrail. <laughs> Excellent. What a moron I am. Well, I had that old age episode. And, and the guardrail stopped, and boom, I just stopped right there. So somebody uh, pulled up and stopped. Some good Samaritan he said, boy, I wish you could have seen that. You, it was the scariest thing I ever saw in my life. I said, well, I was in the car, so I you know, kind of relate to it. But... Were you driving a sports car then? No, I was driving a uh, white Cutlass, not a sports car. Yeah. Huh? But to make a long story You're short, lucky. I still made it. I still, yeah, I got, I got it towed to a nearby garage, and I called and got a rent-a-car, and I, well, it wasn't that far from uh, airport, you know, Detroit Metro Airport, and I got a rent-a-car, and I made it to the track for post time. Let's hear it. That's the real degenerate, okay? Well, since you brought it up, I think I'll go gamble today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no charges against Wayne and his wife. Yeah, I saw No charges against Wayne and Mrs. Wayne. Well, isn't that sweet? I still say that uh, they gamble their brains out and probably illegal, too. I have nothing wrong with gambling, as you know. I don't hold a grudge against people that plunge their guts out. But nevertheless, it's just, uh, you, you know, it's all full of crap. I guess the gambling is not illegal. It's taking the bet that is. I see. The bookmaking part is illegal. Mm-hmm. But you can't prosecute the, the betters. The betters are called as witnesses. And well, I'm going to call up Muggsy Solomon and see how he's, he's doing. He's been dead for a long time. But... <laughs> Check him out. Well, see, the problem with him was he was a good guy, and he'd give people credit. You know, he's, he's just an old softy, you know, and get uh, wind up getting holding the bag, as they say. Kind of like, you know, somebody else we knew do, 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 used to hold the bag, or at least clip it on the side of the chair. Somebody was telling me a story about how they were in uh, Omaha for the College World Series, mm-hmm. and Sonny uh, asked him if he wanted to go to the races, and it, it wasn't Exarbin. It was someplace else. Or no, to a casino. It was a casino. Really? And uh, wanted to go play a few hands of blackjack. He said, it's not too far from here. It was 200 miles. <laughs> of course. <laughs> driving and driving. Where is yeah. this place? No problem. Sure. <laughs> For a few hands of blackjack. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real degenerate for it. Well, that was sunny. <laughs> well, see, in Kalamazoo, the great thing that we had going is it was like midway between Detroit and Chicago. So once in a while, if I was in the right mood, instead of going to Detroit, I had a couple of friends used to go with me. Instead of going east, we'd go west, and we'd go like to Sportsman's Park or um, Washington Park, old Washington Park in Chicago. Yeah. And stop in Grand Rapids. They had uh, Winshuler's Restaurant there, which was one of my favorites. Stop for dinner and then go to the track in Chicago. And did pretty well in those days, too. Boy, I tell you, you know, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people in life who are gamblers, they have a period of time when it just everything goes right. You can't do anything wrong. 
I remember one time I had 24 consecutive winning nights at Northville Downs. I've been on both sides of those things. Oh, well, yeah, there's no question about it. They make up for it. It's, it's, it's like at Woodbine. It's the same thing. You have a couple of good days, and then they get it back real fast. But nothing that gamblers are the most undaunted species there is. That's correct. You're right about that. Absolutely correct, sir. We they'll, just keep coming back. They'll drive through a blizzard to get to a track. Gam- gamblers are a lot like cats. You can pick it up and throw it against the wall, and it comes back for more. Just uh, yeah. no way to say no. It won't take no for an answer. That's right. Well, Listen, don't lose too much this weekend. Kind of like, uh, you know. I'm plunging my guts out. <laughs> <laughs> On what? I haven't made a bet in a week. I'm ready. Oh, that's right. You got the Hurricanes in Florida baseball game tomorrow. That should be no, I won't be now. betting on that. No, no, that would be a real sicko. If you told me you were betting on that, I'd have you GA'd no, right no, now. No, no, drag no. your ass away. Or, nor will I bet on spring training baseball. No, good. I knew a guy who used to call me to ask me if I knew what the pitching rotation was going to be for the Orioles. On a, on a particular day, because he was betting exhibition baseball. That, that, that guy really needed oh. Well, he needed a little action. That's that's all it is. Everybody could use a little action. Yep. Well, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. I'll Don't see you Tuesday. Any... I'm uh, I'm taking Monday off. Don't take any wooden nickels. Okay. Arrivederci. Be well. Friday, you bastard. Absolutely. What's the problem, officer? Deploy from the vehicle. If you're caught driving without a seatbelt, you will be removed from your car and shot. The police now have the authority to enforce seatbelt safety under the new Patriot Act 2. The new law is in effect now, so click it or be shot. Officers don't like doing this. They are only following orders. It's for your own protection in the never-ending fight against terrorism. Terrorist acts such as mouth noise, burping, and farting would be annoying to others. So under Patriot Act 2, eating will no longer be permitted in restaurants. Anyone eating outside the designated eating area will also be shot. It's the law. We like saying that. The law. The law. The law. The law. The law. 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 You said it. I love that story. I mean, it wasn't a great experience. Uh, it's kind of a helpless feeling trying to like get your bearings on a sheet of ice and you can't yeah. uh, take a step. But spinning all around, getting uh, an old man holding his hand out, offering me to give me assistance to cross the street. Oh, my brother! When I need it. Wow, that was really a, a wake-up call. And I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, you always used to make fun of the old people down here. What do you say now? Huh? Now that you're an old toad, I got news for you. In South Florida, I'm still like a teenager. <laughs> no question. Did you get to be about ninety? Just about everybody's a hell of a lot older than you are. You're not place. using a walker yet, so. Not yet, Sonny. No. Okay. Especially the one. I like the ones with little wheels on them. Oh, those are the best. Well, what are those? I don't understand what that is. I, I guess I guess that's for people that don't have the strength to, like, um, pick them up. Pick and it up. There you go. Is that what it is? That's right. You just scoot it along. Oh, and I forgot to mention. Oh, geez. What the hell is wrong? We got all whipped up in that thing about the gambling and old people. The Marlins. I want to talk to the Humper about that. Continuing to explore relocation, have held discussions with a top official from Oklahoma City, <laughs> but haven't decided whether to make a visit there. Well, it's kind of hard to, like, make a move unless you're going to talk to some folks, you know? Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Mary Fallon said yesterday she's spoken four times to Marlins Vice Chairman Joel Mail about the team relocating and sent information about the market's demographics and economic development. She initiated the conversations by writing a letter to Marlins President David Sampson last November. Fallon said the Marlins have requested information about a stadium financing plan, potential stadium sites, Oklahoma City's AAA baseball team, the Red Hawks, and the city's climate. 
I've asked them several times to visit, and they said after they receive the packet of information, it'll be considered, Fallon said. There's no plan in place to help fund the stadium, but she and the governor are willing to consider it. Right. In other words, it's all pie in the sky. Mm, what is pie. this casino they keep showing on the Certainly Nazi News Network? Where is that? Is that in uh, Biloxi? Oh, Harris? Here in September. Taking a gamble on the return of gambling in the Big Easy. Oh, it's in New Orleans. I didn't realize no, they even had Orleans. the casinos in New uh, Did you know that? No, I didn't know. Well, how come uh, we didn't talk to the Humper about that? I thought it was in the Biloxi they were showing us. They got Harris in New Orleans. Well, maybe there might be a reason to go there. I'll tell you one thing. What? won't be a lot of competition for the machines, man. You get a good machine. <laughs> of course, the other thing is they probably got them all set to pay out about 3% because they're not uh, handling a whole lot of, you know, a lot of money at this time. At 2.25 yesterday morning... Bowling Green police responded to a loud party at the Alpha Gamma Row House at 1436 Chestnut. i got to figure out where the hell this is. Is this Orlando? During the investigation... No, this must be... Uh, I don't know where the hell this is. During the investigation of the agriculture fraternity, police discovered a goat in the basement. It had no food or water, was standing in its own urine and feces. They took the goat to the Humane Society and charged WKU freshmen... 19-year-old Trenton Dakota Jackson of Henderson with second-degree cruelty to animals. Where's Henderson? Is that in, um, I don't, I don't know where uh, it is. I don't know. Throw it's from, WKB, from WBKO 13, but I can't figure out on this where the hell, uh, what state or what uh, place this is in. Very unusual. Uh, anyway, Brian Payton is the president of Western's Alpha Gamma Rho chapter. He says the goat was brought in on a whim as a prank to make some pledges think they would have to have sex with it. But Peyton says it wasn't hazing-related. No one was ever going to have sex with the goat. Right. Right, yeah. WKU's director of media relations at the university has notified the AGR's national office and suspended their chapter activities while they investigate. See, there you go again, the, mm -hmm. that fraternity crap we were talking about yesterday. It's yeah. almost as exciting. Having sex with a goat is almost as exhilarating as running naked on the beach with your fat bar, uh, buddies. But not with quite. Your bunk butt buddies. What well, not nearly as much. What the, where is that? W-K-U. Well, somebody will. Maybe it's Western Kentucky University. Does that sound logical? Okay. I'll buy Sounds it. Sounds like it's got a shot. What do you say? Five minutes after 10, let's take a look at that award-winning schedule today. We got Geldy at 2. Wow. That is a good way to squeak your way into the weekend. We got Mad Mad Dog at Gatsby's and Davy at 4. Curtis Stevenson at 7, who is absolutely rock solid. And then Eddie K at 10 o'clock tonight. Five minutes after 10 at QM, we got yesterday's pool, 75. Oh, and you know what I left off yesterday? I want to apologize right off the bat. Obvious Sorry. ones. Well, there are a lot of so many cartoons. Blondie and Dagwood. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, that, that That'd be bad. And Andy Cap. Right. I think, well, wasn't Andy Cap mentioned? Or did I dream that? No, it was Handicap. I see. But not Andy Cap. My favorite drunken wife beater. Right. There you go. Well, you're going to start with those drunken Irishman comments again. We better move move along. I think it was British. Andy Cap? Yeah. No. Trust me. Andy Cap was British? Pretty sure. Well, see, I learned something already. I think he was Irish. When it comes to mattresses, there are a lot of gimmicks out there. The latest are so-called sleep numbers, otherwise known as air mattresses. They ought to call them hot air mattresses because they're only warranted in full for two years. They squeak like hell. They pop just like that. They can lose their setting during the night, and they cost you an arm and a leg. If you really want a high-quality brand-name mattress that will give you a great night's sleep and will last for years and years, then call our good friends at Dial a Mattress like I've been doing for a very long time now. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS. Because when you make that call, you'll get no runarounds, no showroom shenanigans, just factory-direct prices on the best brands you know, trust, and love. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, choose from Florida's largest inventory of the top names in the mattress business, Serta, Sil uh, Silly, uh, Sealy, 
Uh, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, and Silly Stearns and Foster Hewitt. All ready for same-day delivery at prices lower than so-called big-name chain stores, even during their so-called big sales. So call 1-800-MATTRESS. Just sit there on your fat ass and make that call. You can have the bed you want delivered at the date and time you're looking for in a two-hour delivery when it's convenient for you. Just pick the window, and they'll hop right through it between noon to 2, 1 to 3, 2 to 4, 145 and 345, etc. I've been a, a satisfied Donna Mattress customer for years. Most of the QAMers have finally caught on, too, and I guarantee you will be, too. I'll bet you the water Nazi's life on it. Call today, 1-800-MATTRESS, or log on to their website, mattress.com. That's 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last S because it stands for savings and, of course, This is Neil Rogers. This is 19 at 560 WQM. Here's a fax. It says, Andy Cap is a long-running comic strip character created by Reginald Smith, seen in the Daily Mirror and Sunday Mirror since Should August of 57. Shouldn't that be Smythe? No, it's All Smith. Right. All right. It could be Smythe. I don't know. Those Brits. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the name is a play on words. Andy Cap sounds like a working-class pronunciation of Handicap, which is the leading character Andy is to most of the other characters. Uh, his wife, Flora Cap, is called Flo by all the others, a parody on Flo Cap. I don't get it. What? Must be British. Huh? Must be British. Typical Northern English layabout. Well, there you go. In Northern English, though. See? Hart, Hartle, Hartlepool. Whatever the hell that is. It's all, just, it's all the same crap. Just just a matter of degree of who drinks the most. Well, the Irish. Is it the Irish or the Germans? What? Who or drinks the, the most? Yeah. Oh, the Germans. Not even close. They drink beer for breakfast. I think the Russians would take issue with that. I no. think the Irish would. They put vodka well, in Well, I got news bottle. for it. Let me say it again. Have you ever... Uh, well, I, I've never been to Ireland. And I've never been to Russia. But I know some Irish. But I have been to right Germany now. a lot. And, I'll tell you, and also in Amsterdam. They start drinking about 9, yeah. 10 in the morning. But then again, those are probably the Brits and the uh, Germans. <laughs> oh, no. I, the the uh, Dutch hate the Germans with such a passion. It's just, it's really uh, oh. astonishing. The greatest, I've told you this before, the greatest insult, because the languages sound very similar, they're very guttural. The greatest insult you can give to a Dutchman is to think that he's German. 
He'll, he'll give you a Dick Cheney. I remember that. Hey, tell oh, that to the way, a lot of people are having a blast with that Dick, uh, so to speak, with that Dick Cheney. I've, I've got it down to a science now. I'm picking him off one by one every time. So go on our website, go on neilrogers.com, and keep yourself off the streets, amused, and have a great time. little uh, bird shooting. And speaking of that, Lafayette, Colorado. Hours after laughing about Vice President Cheney's hunting mishap, Josh Kaiser was himself shot by a friend during a hunting expedition. That'll teach him to laugh at our vice president, won't it? The 21-year-old Lafayette man was taken to the hospital uh, Monday night after his girlfriend accidentally shot him while they were trailing a raccoon that had been preying on chickens on his family's property. They were coon hunting. I read that thing about the vice president and said to myself, how can you shoot your friend with your gun? And look what happened, uh, he said on Tuesday. Kaiser was crouched down to look under a shed where he thought a wounded raccoon was hiding. And his 17-year-old girlfriend accidentally shot him with a 22 caliber rifle. Police haven't identified her ass yet. How do you like that? Huh. Well, just an accident. She came right up behind him and uh, shot him. Wrecked him. Just an accident. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing there? Okay. The one uh, I tried to get you yesterday, but I couldn't make it. The uh, cartoon I was thinking of was a Muhammad cartoon. Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah. Now, let's see if we can't get some. Oh, I got a great story about that, too. Good segue. Iranians love Danish pastries, but when they look for the flaky dessert at the bakery, they now have to ask for roses of the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> this yeah. makes that whole thing about freedom fries pale in one significance. Those ragheads, man, have they got a sense of humor or what? Uh -huh. Just amazing. In other words, they're pissed off, but not pissed off enough to give up their Danish pastries. So instead of uh, foregoing them, they're going to call them something different. Roses of the Prophet Muhammad. Bakeries across the capital were covering up their ads. In fact, it would be great if we had that song, Everything's Coming Up Roses. Who did that? Steve Lawrence and Edie Gorm. Was it? Me. I think so. Bakeries across the capital were covering up their ads. Oh, now, you're not going to have that in there. It's way before no, no, whatever no. you got. Uh, for Danish pastries Thursday after the confectioner's union ordered the name change in retaliation for those caricatures of the Muslim prophet published in a Danish newspaper. Given the insults by Danish newspapers against the prophet, as of now, the name of Danish pastries will give way to Rose of Mohammed Pastries Union said in its order. <laughs> oh, God, how stupid. This is a punishment for those who started misusing freedom of expression to insult the sanctities of Islam, said Ahmad Mahmoudi, a cake shop owner in northern Tehran. One of Tehran's most popular bakeries, Danish Pastries, covered up the word Danish. That's the name of the place. Covered up the word <laughs> Danish on its sign with a black banner emblazoned, Oh Hussein. <laughs> a reference to a martyred saint of Shiite Islam. The banner is a traditional sign of mourning. The shop owner declined to comment. On Zartost Street in central Tehran, cake shop owner Mahdi Padari didn't cover up the word Danish Pastries on his menu, but put the new name next to it. I did so just to inform my customers that Rosa Mohammed is the new name for Danish pastries, he said. Some customers took immediately the new name, but others were less enthusiastic about the protest. I just want the sweet pastries. I have nothing to do with the name homemaker Zorach Masumi, told the sales clerk, taking order. Just give me the Danishes and cut the crap, right. she said. They like them, they want them, and they don't give a crap. You know. So in other words, they're pissed off, but not that pissed off. See so what I'm saying? The just pastries matter. aren't made in uh, Daneland, are they? I would doubt it, seriously. Well, then what does it matter what they come Oh, look at this. This is shocking. Yeah. Welcome back. Join George tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. at Bass Pro Shops off I-95 and Griffin Road in Dania. Stop by to spin the QM veal for your chance to win free prizes. Spin that veal, baby. Maybe it'll be the veal of meat. We can only hope. Yeah. 1 to 3 at Bass Pro Shops tomorrow with George. His first appearance in a very... Ever so long, yeah. ...very long time. He needs the cash real bad. Well, so a lot of people show up, please. Maybe we'll get another one. Well, that doesn't matter. Okay. Best cartoon character of all time is... How many votes did we get on this? Uh, 1572, because I chopped it off around, I don't know, six or seven last night to put the new one on. 
Best cartoon character of all time, Bugs Bunny, 279. Do I really want to read all of these? There's 4,000 yeah, names on here. Oh. 279 for Bugs. He kicked ass. Homer Simpson, 177. Cartman from South Park, 159, who should have been the winner. Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner, 91. Rocky and Bullwinkle, 71. Glad to see they made a move. Beavis and Butthead, 66. Charlie Brown, 60. Superman, 59. Tom and Jerry, 49. Mickey Mouse had 43. Probably did a little better because we played uh, that reminder. That yeah. little... Eisner? Yeah, that did it. Batman, 43. Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble had 36. SpongeBob SquarePants, 35. Snoopy, 27. Daffy Duck, 24. Speed Racer, 20. Ren and Stimpy, 20. Donald Duck, 19. Underdog, 19. Scooby-Doo, 19. Boris Badenoff and Natasha Fatale, 18. Mr. Magoo, 17. Popeye, 16. Nobody cared for olive oil, I guess. Huh? Oli Oliva. Get Bonnie. Mighty Mouse 15, Peter from... Now, you got to admit, even though that movie was uh, really embarrassingly bad, there were some memorable scenes in it. Many of most of them because the acting was so bad. Like when he was eating the cannoli. He, even when he was gagging and choking on the poison cannoli, Eli Wallach's acting was horrendous. Do you remember the scene? He's like... Yeah. His jaw was like flopping. Out, Longest, most annoying death scene yeah. ever. Just croak already. Really? That's what Connie was We were all it. saying that in the theater, too. I've got just Here, you You're so skinny. And she, like, uh, just gummed a little bit off the uh, rim of that thing. Peter from Family Guy, 14. Foghorn Leghorn, 10. Felix the Cat, 10. Betty Boop, 10. Woody Woodpecker and Heckle and Jekyll, only 9. Top Cat, 9. 8 for Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. Bart and Lisa Simpson. What kind of a show is this talking about Yogi Bear and Boo Boo? Pink Panther 7, Bobby Hill from King of the Hill, and Daria, Daria, Diarrhea, and TD, uh, Tweety and Sylvester had 7. I'm not going to read all the rest of these. Fat Albert only had 4, Porky Pig had only 4, Elmer, Elmer Fudd 5, uh, Alfred Newman 5, Alfred uh, E, Dick Tracy 6, Speedy Gonzalez only had, Dudley Do-Right only had 2. That's bad. Joe Palooka only 2, Winnie the Pooh only 1. Little Orphan Annie didn't have none for Little Orphan Annie, Nancy, Michigan J. Frog, Peabody, and Sherman. Oh, man. Josie and the Pussycats, Pikachu, and Captain Marvel still had. Oh. Even after I made an impassioned plea for poor Shazam. What was his name? Billy Batson. What a That's memory. right. Boy. What a memory, man. I got Batsons in my belfry. Belfry. 27 after 10 at 560 WQM. You got food coming today, boys. Yes, we do. You got the John the Baker coming with those fantastic sloppy sausage subs. And I'm sure maybe 20 or 30 of those delicious best in the world South Florida pizzas. World famous garlic rolls as big as Kim Bo Camper's head. They got all kinds of your Italian favorites, man. Down home Italian goodies like lasagna, chicken parmesan, veal and peppers, cannelloni. Cannelloni. Uh, say it again. Cannelloni. Cannel I can't say cannel it today. Cannelloni. Why can't I say that? Cannelloni. And oversized hot and cold subs of all different uh, shapes, flavors, and varieties. John DeBaker's been around in town for a long time, over 30. About 30, man. Had him 30 years in a few different locations, including North Miami, where I used to pick out there all the time. And now he's got two great locations for you. John DeBaker's in Pembroke Pines at 12592 Pines Boulevard. And he's also in uh, Cooper City. At the corner of Sterling and Pine Island, at 8835 Sterling Road. For takeout in Pembroke Pines, call 954-431-4315. And in Cooper City, call 954-252-0091. The food is fresh, delicious. They give you gigantic portions. And, of course, the prices are teeny and tiny, so you can take the whole family in time and time again. For truly great Italian goodies and fantastic, some of the best pizza you've ever had, it's John the Baker in Pembroke Pines and prestigious Cooper City. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 a Rock Salt. blow. Absolutely. Even though I'm as dead as dead can be, I'm glad that my life made a hit movie. No nomination for Best Pictures crap. I'm glad I'm in a long dirt nap. 
you fairy. Good night and good luck was a total bore. Munich was long, it made me snore. Reese Witherspoon played my June Carter catch better than Dylan or Cheadle and Crash. Wish I had a chance with Reese in the sack. Cause once you go black, you don't go back. I'll be looking down from heaven that night, watching the awards on my satellites. If Reese don't win, well then the heavenly choir will help me bring a ring of fire. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Hi, Johnny. Maybe that's why they called him Man in Black. I never really thought of that no more. That makes sense. Before. Anyway, here's a today's poll. What movie had the worst ending of all time? I'm sure George voted for Magnolia. No, I did not. I added the Blair Witch Project. Oh, that's right. George added the one that zoomed to the top. It wasn't even on there last night. My bad. Well, that's because I haven't seen, I would say, the overwhelming majority of these. I think uh, probably just as well. You are a lucky man that way. Yes, I am. Uh, we got 686 votes. That means we're going to go over 1,000 during the show again today. I just mentioned that in passing for those who keep track of these things. It's uh, very important for the record book, for the uh, annals of American history and the human race. Worst ending, the Blair Witch Project. Wasn't even on there, and you added it on about, I don't know, 8.30? 8, 8 o'clock? Uh, uh, 7.45. Okay, and it's gone from nowhere to number one. It's 70. It's hands down, man. Well, it may not have been a good ending, but at least uh, it was consistent all the way through from what I hear. Easy Rider, 66. I did see that, but so long ago I forgot what about the bad ending. War of the Worlds, 59. Unacceptable. <coughs> Contact, 54. AI, Artificial Intelligence, 48. Vanilla Sky, 42. Apocalypse Now, 31. Never got that far. Never got close to the end of that. Planet of the Apes, 29. Is that the part where Roddy McDowell comes out? Yay. They might be talking about the, the most recent version. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Which is horrible. I understand, but that would have had nothing to do with Roddy McDowell. Saving Private Ryan, 28. The Village, 25. Magnolia. Oh, my God. You peoples, man. Magnolia, 22. The Abyss, 17. Jacob's Life. See, a lot of the people don't like Magnolia. Forgetting about the ending. Are people that when they go to a movie, they want they want a story that starts here and then's got a middle and there's like some tension and excitement and drama Correct. and then ends here and everybody's got a big smile on their face like like at the ending of uh, Improbable in, uh, Heroes, you know, Imaginary Heroes, right? Which the you know it's a great movie, but the ending is a little uh, you know a little severe, but it's fine. It it has a conclusion. No, no, no that, complaints. I got no complaints about right. That. But that's not how all good movies are, or even most good movies are like that. that they, like, for example, American History X. It does not have what you call a well, happy ending. No, but... Man, but it's, uh, you know, it's real crap. The Abyss 17, Jacob's Ladder 13, I did see that a very long time ago. I, I tried twice to watch that. But it's so long ago I forget about the bad ending. The Birds 12. <coughs> yeah, The Birds... Well, see, now that movie is camp because the special effects are so bad. You know, I could draw. I could draw little pictures of birds and be. Uh, uh, Dick Cheney is shot, at least shot at. Better looking birds than those. Didn't always hit him, but. And then the ending where they just kind of drive off and hear the birds are looking. All, you know, it does leave it to your imagination, and you're wondering well, what the hell happened after that. You know, maybe maybe that was like the beginning of the bird flu. You think? That could be. Never thought about it. Fight Club 12. Donnie Darko 12. Good movie with a horrible ending. Un well, unacceptable ending. Now, did you get through watching it, or did you, did you not waste your time? No, I watched it. You watched the whole thing? I thought you said you didn't watch the end. Oh, you, no, you did watch the end. Mm -hmm. Not good. Mulholland Drive 11. Talk about bizarre. Now, there's a movie that's uh, all over the place. Interesting, but strange. 
The Natural 10, Cold Mountain 9, Chinatown 9, looking for Mr. Goodbar 9. Boy, that's a bad candy bar. You ever have a Mr. Goodbar? Mm, I love Mr. Goodbar. Is that the one with the peanut? Get out of here, you. Yeah. Well, you're, your taste is in your okay, tush, mister. I can't oh, believe it. It's not a good candy bar. toffee, uh, what do you call them, Heath bar? Ooh. And even even those Hershey bars with toffee. Hmm. The anyway, toffee and almond. stop, stop, please. The Natural 10. Cold Mountain, I just got through reading that. Fish Called Wanda 9. The Game 8. Now, The Game, that was the one with Michael Douglas, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, that was it, very good. it's bad. No, it's not. The movie is bad. No, it's not. The ending is unacceptable, but the movie is not bad. Uh, Get out of here. Boy, you go eat your uh, Mr. Good Bars. Minority Report 8, Clueless 8, Superman 2, 7, The Color of Money 6, L.A. Confidential 6, L.A. Story 6. Boy, a lot of bad endings in L.A., believe me. Blade Runner 5, Clue 4, Platoon 4, The Contender 4, 40 Days and 40 Nights 4. That's what Josh Hartnett said. No, the end bad of Platoon end. was great. What are they talking about? The ending they didn't like. Yeah, no, Look, I, I got most, not most, but I got a lot of these off list of uh, bad endings on the Internet, and, and all of them had... Explanations of why they hate it, right. but I, but I wasn't going to go through all of that. I was going to ask you the same question, where some of these don't make sense to me. Well, I mean, I'm not, I can't speak for other people's taste, and a lot of the movies that they're pissed off about, I didn't see anyway. So the hell with it. They're just on the list. In addition to which, some other people agree, so they're getting votes. The Contender for 40 Days and 40 Nights for. Uh, just grab it already, Josh. Not you, but Josh Hartnett. Just grab it and get it over with. The Big Lebowski for as good as it gets three. Army of Darkness three. Stardust Memories 3, Pushing Tin 2. What the hell is that, Pushing Tin? It's a air traffic controller movie. I think Nicolas Cage is in it. Oh, you're calling Cagey. God, that sounds like something that Jackie Bales would have said, Pushing Tin in Bosnia. The Heartbreak Kid 2, poor Jackie Bales. I wonder what ever happened to her. Murdered by Death 2, 12 Angry Men 1, and Red River don't have any out of 703 vote. It was on somebody's list, though, Red River. Twelve Angry Men was a great movie, but the ending they said uh, they didn't like for whatever reason. And again, I'm not going to go back through the whole Never list started. of that stuff to find out what, why, you know, who. Uh, why not? Uh, Kill some good time. No, absolutely no. I got I got a huge pile here today. Maybe you kidding me? Got a big fat pile. WQAM. Hello. QAM. WQAM. Yes, sir. Neil Rogers. Speaking. Yes, God. Yes. There's a movie, you keep talking about uh, the Motown movie. Right. It's one Standing of our early Atlantic Motown. records. Yeah. I've seen that. Uh, and, that's, and if you like Layla, I mean, that's outstanding when the guy goes through Layla, how he produced it. Yeah, I do love Layla. There's other, Derek, and, Derek and Fats Domino. There's a called The Criminal with a guy that looks like Seymour Peter Hoffman, whatever that guy's name is. Looks just like him, but it's not him. Yeah. He looks and like Nine Homer Queens, which is the same movie in French. What is it? Nine Queens. Nine Queens. Oh, I, I know it, Nine Queens. In fact, no, I know a lot don't more know. than that. <laughs> this is about grifters. Well, so now that's, is that a good movie or just a bad ending? Outstanding. Not... Oh, You've got to read the subtitles, you know, if you can get by that. So no, no right. problem. If I could handle it in the city of God, I can handle, handle that. And, and Criminals is an American movie, a remake of that, I guess. Yeah. I heard it's about the, 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 like I heard about uh, the, the Greg Reed gang. I know you wanna leave me. I'll tell you one thing, if you haven't watched Standing in the Shadows of Motown, go out and steal it uh, today and watch it this weekend. I just I just don't know what to say. I mean, I know a lot of people have gone out there and got it. Thanks again to Suds for the four thousandth time, but this is just uh it's like a part of my life. It's more than just a movie, it's a part of my life, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's Motown. And of course having lived in Detroit.
Anyway, go out and get it. I might just play that whole uh, Joan Osborne thing. I, I, it works me into a sweat when I listen to that thing. I just uh, can envision her singing it in, really? in the movie, you know? Well, play it and go get a towel. And, and all, those, all those clips, of course, I guess are from that concert that they had. And I still don't understand why they don't go out touring and why they don't make a emotion. They are touring. They just um, not necessarily with Joan Osborne and then just the uh, the band. And I don't know who they're using as vocalists. Yeah, but, but why yeah. don't they take those vocalists that they had in there? They're all so great, except of course for Chaka Khan. Except for her. Well, because they're big names and have careers. And then what's the other the other chick that was in her whose name I can't? She got all all consonants in her name. She she needs a vowel movement. Michelle Nidigiselo. Oh, the one with the uh, skinhead? Right. Michelle Indigi Angelico or something like that. Is that how you say Archipelago. it? Archipelago. It's spelled N-D-E-G-E-O-C-E-L-L-O-M-X-L-S-M-F-T. That's right. Means fine tobacco. Michelle Mixel clicks it. L-S-M-F-T in a lucky strike means fine tobacco. Let's start doing some cigarette spots. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560-Q-A-M. Friday, you bastard. Hi, this is Ronnie Fuller, and David is broadcasting live from uh, the Olympics uh, here in uh, Torino on the wide world of the doors. Joining me here, the illustrious uh, Al Franken. Uh, yes, uh, I'll be interjecting a delightful mixture of humorous comments and music. The Canasta finalists are lining up for the duty duration competition. Whoever gets done first and washes their hands wins a medal. Pretty exciting stuff over here, Torino. Oh, I once had a Ford Torino. Uh, that fat and portly fellow is out already. Yes. I stand before you now and give that guy a number two. Or is it I uh, sit down for number one? I can never remember. Uh, now we go from the loo to the luge. Oh, yeah, you get it, St. Lou. And what we have here, from the uh, left to the right of your radio screen, is a bunch of men sliding up the snow on top of each other. Uh, yes, uh, how unexciting this is to watch. Not like my show. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, this is very exciting. Come on, I'm getting a check for this. Uh, as I said, this is so exciting, I, I think we should join in. Here comes the curve. We're approaching the red. Oh, I got some up. Where's the bricks? I'll do it. You push in my car. Amen. 10.48, 12 minutes before uh, 11 o'clock at 5.60, WQM. Happy Friday to you. By the way, Joe Bell interceded on my behalf yesterday with Todd Dreck. I forgot to mention that thing, too. Hey, we should, he should still be on with us. Right. I'll go, I'll go get it. Dance. No, that's okay. No, but seriously, I uh, should have mentioned that, too. We finally got Todd Dreck. He grabbed him by the neck and just uh, spun his head around like a dreidel, and it looked like a charm. Thanks, Joe. Worst ending to a movie, Million Dollar Baby, says DP. Yeah. Million dollar baby. Not worst as in bad, but just, just unacceptable, tragic. Why are they really? doing that to you? But you know, there was a movie I watched a few weeks ago, and I remember coming on here and screaming and yelling about I watched the whole thing for two hours for that, and, the, and I can't remember which one it was. 
No, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it was one you do? I hadn't seen, and I was uh, thanking you for saving, uh, saving me the time. Watched the whole damn thing, and then I thought, this is uh, what the big deal was? It was crap, and whatever it was. I've seen so many in the last year. We've been so movie-intensive, you know? Right. Like, uh, but I'm uh, and a cheerleader. Right. Four years ago, Joseph Cordell wasn't looking to lose weight. At 5 feet 9 and 165 pounds and exercising regular, the then 43-year-old divorce lawyer was in pretty good shape. But he didn't have anything against adding a few years to his life, and so in 2002, he overhauled his diet. He cut his daily caloric intake from about 3,000 to 1,900. He turned to a diet rich. If you want to live for a long, long time and not get sick, of course, I weigh 190 pounds. I'm still fat as a slob and uh, certainly don't stay on the straight and narrow path as often as I should. And I don't ever get sick anymore. Right. I probably shouldn't say that. I'll probably wind up with uh, pneumonia tomorrow. But I just uh, don't get sick. Well, you you notice that? You move to a stress-free place, right? Well, that, yeah, except, uh, for the, uh, except for the input from down there. But, yeah, that's, that's part of it. He turned to a diet rich in walnuts, berries, apple peels, broccoli, mountains of salad, and lean protein. He says he now weighs 129 pounds and almost never gets sick anymore. He's 5'9". That's how tall I am. And he weighs 129. Can you see me weighing 129 pounds? No. I look like Karen Carpenter after six years at Auschwitz. Boy, I mean, you get serious. I imagine the loose skin. Oh, yeah, but I love loosely. His heart, it appears, is reaping the benefit. Last month, wait till you hear this, though. Last month, scientists at the Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis published a study showing that the hearts of Cordell and 24 other peoples who had been practicing caloric restrictions were more youthful-looking when viewed by ultrasound than the hearts of people on regular American diets, mm -hmm. as in oil clog. The 25 subjects who had consumed about a third less calories than most people would normally eat for an average of six and a half years had heart walls that were more elastic, with ventricles that relaxed more readily to fill with blood. The hearts look 10 to 15 years younger, said Dr. Luigi Fontana. Hey, Luigi. Remember that show, Life with Luigi? Of course you don't. No. With the J. Carol Nash. I bet you Chicken Act does. Luigi Fontana, an assistant professor. I wonder if he's kin to Wayne Fontana, the Mindbenders. Remember that groovy kind of love? Worst ending, somebody says, Matrix uh, Revolution destroyed the entire trilogy. Okay, Matrix Revolutions. Got it? We got it. The scientists now plan to study what restricting calories does to other parts of the body, such as arteries, lungs, and kidneys. The findings published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology is a promising sign that a science rooted in animal data might help humans extend their lifespan. Researchers have found that mice and rats fed 30% fewer calories from an early age lived 30% longer than those given regular amounts of chow. Oh, man, I can't wait to get my rat chow for lunch. You heard of puppy chow? I guess yeah. it makes sense if there's mice and rat chow. Sure. Such animal findings have inspired a cadre of caloric restriction enthusiasts, Cordell among them, and a, oh, wait till you hear this, a calorie restriction society which has several thousand members. Don't you want to be a member of the calorie restriction society? I guess you can't eat no more Mr. Good Bars. And I want to join PETA, too. And when John DeBaker shows up today, you won't be able to have any of those good sloppy sausage subs or that pizza pizza all for you. It says it's not clear yet whether cal uh, calorie restriction can also extend maximum lifespan in humans, but scientists are continuing to investigate, yada, yada, yada. And then it does go on at the end, a little bit of a warning, so that people will say, well, you told us not to eat anything. Drastically reducing calorie intake is known to prolong life in animals and have health effects in humans, but it's not for everyone. It may even be dangerous for some. It requires meticulously monitoring caloric intake while making sure you get the full range of nutrients. Some who practice caloric restriction say they're often cold because they're much less body fat and a slower metabolism. Some have reduced libido. Uh-oh. Lower bone density is also a concern, but it's not necessary to drastically reduce caloric intake to reduce risk for diseases such as stroke, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, and maybe some types of cancers, said Dr. Luigi Fontana. 
You just need to switch your food choices from junk foods rich in empty calories to nutrient-dense foods like Mr. Good Bars, a Mediterranean diet of whole grains, beans, ooh, vegetables, fruits, nuts, and fish is a good first step. I might just go in the other room and get my planters of cashews. All right. Make a few on the air. Make me so damn healthy. Be... Oh, yeah. We'll break all records today for insanity. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yo, Neil. Yeah. What's up? Hey, uh, Brother George. Yeah. Can, you, can you spark it up, man? Spark me up one. Sweet. Hey, man. Uh, Uncle Neil. Uncle yes. Neil. Hey, play, play the Bo Camper OH560. Play. Not Bo Camper. Not Bo Camper. <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? No, he, not... Bo Camper says that also. He does? Yeah. He's copying the crow. It's crow, crow it's camper. It's crow camper, man. It's crow camper. Five, six, seven. Oh, eight, five, six. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bo, I told you he was a dullard, didn't I? You won't believe me. He's a good guy, but he's a dullard. Yeah, he's a, yeah, a big ex jock. You know? I ever argued with him. Wow. I mean, he what, is a great guy. We like him a lot. I just don't want to put you guys' lives in jeopardy because he, he might pick up that cow. And, just, just like the chief in uh, Cuckoo's Nest mm -hmm. picked up that sink, you know, and threw it through the window. He might pick up the cow and come blasting right through the QM uh, door there. 567-OH560. Come on. 567-OH560. Oh, my God. He's serious? No, he's not. What do you mean by that? It's a joke. And see how you're laughing? That's why it's funny. Oh, I see. In other words, he's trying to do. He, Bo wants to be the crow. He's doing a crow imitation. Yes. I see. Yes. Yeah, it's really a panic. Too bad uh, somebody explained it to me. Five six seven O O H five sixty, and pound five sixty on the Verizon. I mean, uh, it's just, you know, this. The last two weeks they've been doing the Wheel of Fortune taping in Fort Lauderdale. I wonder if any of those people in that audience are my listeners. I, I sure hope not. I've seen some really strange people, and. There was a, I don't know, a very strange-looking dark guy on there who won the thing last night. He won 17 grand, and then he missed the 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 you know, the, uh, the prize uh, deal at the end, the puzzle. Okay. Which nobody would have gotten. It was juice box. I had the juice, no problem at all, or a couple of words. But juice box, you know, who would have got that? And they Pat opened the thing was 100 grand. Which you know, if I was the guy, I'd have just picked up Pat and killed him. But anyway, one of the one of the uh, puzzles that he didn't get was broiled, roasted. Uh, Something uh, suckling pig. Now, see, now I can't remember what it was, but his, his answer was just so uh, ethnic, like short ribs or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, no, it was broad roasted prime rib. Okay, and he said broad roasted Colored spare rib. rib. All right. Now, did that have like an ethnic overtone to it, or am I just imagining? Maybe that? to you. No, I think to anybody. I don't. Uh, dark folks eat a lot of spare ribs. Yeah, and maybe not so I much reckon. prime rib. But how could it was blank R blank blank whatever? How how could blank R some be spare ribs? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And then the chick on there, she had the $10,000 thing sitting there, and it was the, one of the easiest. I mean, almost all the letters are filled in, and she still didn't get it. People are stupid in case you didn't Where do they it. find so many stupid people? And you're always telling me, oh, well, that's such an easy show. But yeah, yeah, okay, I, I agree with you on that. Usually after the first three, four letters, I got the puzzle down, no problem. And these people, I'm screaming at the screen, what is wrong with you? Yeah, some blonde bimbo, man. She she blew it. She had about seventeen grand sitting there on the table, including that ten thousand dollar deal, you know. Mm -hmm. And she she just blew it right down the old toilet. You silly ass. Of course, they're from Fort Lauderdale, so they're probably listening right now. Like I said, it was a swell crowd. This is Neil Rogers. And we like them all very much, especially this if they have a diet. Five sixty this is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? All right. 
face he's getting now, man. He's getting blown up like somebody put a bicycle pump up oh, his face. See I had that? to change it back. See, I can't stand rushing. Wow, man. Rush. There's, oh, see, i got to change it again. Holy moly. Look how red-faced he is. I bet Sorry. he weighs about 600 pounds right now. Well, he's got a lot of stress. You know, he's got that dysfunctional family, even though he and his whole family are so much better than the rest of us That's peons. Right. Anyway, here's a fax from somebody. Love the show. Thank you so much. Looking at today's poll, the worst ending of all time has to be Thelma and Louise. Where the two dummies fly off the edge of the Grand Canyon in their convertible like Eagle, e- Evil Knievel. And then I don't understand this because it says something about Wiley Coyote, one of my favorite cartoon characters, I think was left off the list along with Roadrunner. Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote were both on there, right? Yes, they were together. So what does that mean? Other mentionable worst movie ending, The Champ. That what about Tequila by The Champs? Huh? What about it? I don't know. It says The Champ. You want to put it on there? Sure, why not? And it says best cartoon character, not the best, but should have been on there, Stewie. Stewie? From the family From the family guy. guy. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know from Family Guy. Well, I don't know from that. Very I funny. thought you said Family Guy's on like 3 o'clock in the morning or something. No, no, that's uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, that is. Oh, God. Family Guy's great, right up there. With God, the I feel so old now that I don't know Family Guy and the guy that tried to uh, give me, help me across the street. <laughs> you would like Family I, Guy. If you could have seen how I recoiled when he held his he had gloves on, <laughs> and he held his hand like, here, grab my hand, I'm going to help you up and uh, help you stagger. Uh, Get no used way. to taking a helping hand there, Pops. No, Come sorry. On. No. Before we get to that walker. A little little more self-respect than that. Even though I work on this radio station, I have just a little tiny bit of self-respect. I'm going to get you a walker with snow tires on it. And when I'm seeing these punks out there slipping and sliding and doing cartwheels on the ice, uh, it made me think, well, if they can do it, then I don't feel so bad. In addition to which, it wasn't a bad fall, so I couldn't, like, call in sick or nothing like that. Oh, by the way, speaking about that caloric restriction story, just very briefly, and I I, I never really thought about the irony of it because I tried not to watch him any time. Look at Susan Candiotti. Somebody hit her with the ancient stick. Look at that. Poor Susan. According to the medical examiner... She don't look a day over 100. That's what we spoke with. Wow, that's about that boot camp story where that kid died. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. But Susan, boy, we like Susan a lot. She's a sweetheart, but she... uh, In fact, she's sitting in front of that phony uh, skyline of Miami. You see that behind her? 
changed it. Why do you keep doing that? Because there is freaking Limbaugh. Why something impotent come on there? Why do you impotent like uh, your fat-ass governor? President Bush talked about good health and his plan to help America pay for it for an hour on Wednesday in Dublin, Ohio. He's doubling his pleasure at the home of at the home office of the nation's third largest purveyor of hamburgers and french fries, Wendy's. <laughs> at Wendy's International, he was giving a lecture about good health. Oh, man. I wonder if Dave Thomas had a chuckle or two when he heard that as he was trying to unclog his arteries. We love Wendy's, by the way. We love them like crazy, but it's the bread and the fries. It's the, nothing wrong with the meat. And, no, nothing right. wrong with that meat and them cheese and right. all them uh, veggies they put on a slice of tomato, maybe a little onion. But it's the uh, ketchup that's loaded with sugar and, of course, the buns and the fries. And you continue insisting on the fries. What time is that food showing up? I'm trying to tell you, I order a side salad when I go to Wendy's. What time is the food showing up? Oh, I don't know. Not soon enough. For, uh, some I think you're probably going to be slobbering both of you all over the mics. Eating those no, sloppy uh, sausage subs. Sounds awful good to me. Mm -hmm. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. Uh, I'm wondering if you've had a chance to check out Mr. Lasseter's blog in the last week. I just, uh, you must be psychic because I just exchanged emails with him in last uh, yesterday and then I got a response today. He's uh, not doing well, which I'm very sad to see. Very sad, and it also, you know, I can't put myself in his position, but he sounds like he's quite down and it's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I, I, I can, easily, I can easily understand why he's quite down, but he'll, you know, he can reassess whether he wants to do the dialysis or whatever, and uh, you know, it's up to him. Absolutely. Well, I was very sad to see it, and uh, I'm kind of glad that you guys had a, a chat on the air a few weeks ago. It was uh, nice to hear, but I do wish him well. He's a good guy. I agree. Okay, thanks, pal. Bye, brother. Yeah, he, I just got a nice uh, response to. I mean, emailed him last night, and then I got a response this morning, which is nice when people respond to your emails. You know that? George? Yeah. It is. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty and, and again like I admitted to him in my email last night you know when I first remember I first found out that he had all the uh, health problems from the diabetes and uh, you know you get on the air and you talk a lot yeah you know, we talk anybody can talk but 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 everybody talks anybody can talk a good game it's another thing to practice what you preach and it's another thing to break lifelong bad eating habits or smoking habits or drinking habits or gambling habits or all of these, uh, all of these things. things so I told him I said you know. Uh, been doing the best I can. Did lose a couple of pounds, but every now and then I still, you know, because I don't care what anybody says. You can argue all you want. To me, sugar and refined carbohydrates are just as addictive as any drug ever known to a man and woman and child. No question. I mean, it's just addictive. And that whole, the, the proof is in those Pringle spots. You can't eat only one. And that's the idea because they're loaded with chemicals and with stuff that do a tap dance, a direct tap dance on your taste buds to make you want to eat more. So you eat the, right. if you don't eat any, you're okay. Well, once but, you eat the first one, you're screwed. You're going to eat the whole box. By the way, it's Lay's. What? You can't eat only one? I right. thought it was Pringles. No, it's Lay's. Well, Pringles right. is once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's exactly. a sexual thing. And just to prove them wrong, the last time I encountered a bag of Lay's potato chips, yes. I ate one, and I haven't had another. I don't, I don't even like Lay's potato chips. I'm serious. In fact, I don't like potato chips in the first place, but in spite of that, I, if I got a, a, one of those tube, a tube, uh, yeah. tube of Pringles, I would eat probably the whole thing. Well, then you can't say you don't like them. Pringles, I said. Yeah, I like Pringles. No, you don't understand. I, and I, I don't mean I don't like potato chips, but it's not something I, w I would never go out and buy them. No, I understand. That, that's what I mean. In other words, it's not it, like bread. Right. I don't really care that much for bread. If I never had it again, it would be okay. Oh. But if I go into a good restaurant like at Ruth Chris or one of those places and they bring you a bunch of warm bread mm. with, like, garlic butter, oh, oh, oh. I, I'm going to have the bread, Ooh, you know? Yeah. Right. There you go. I love Or like some bread. good garlic oh. rolls like uh, John the Baker's oh, bringing you guys in a little while. For your father. For your father. No, for me. Thanks, but no thanks.
That's Chicago's answer to an invitation to submit a bid to host the 2008 Republican National Convention. They already had that problem with Nazis in Illinois uh, in the Chicago suburb with Skokie. Remember that a few years ago? Mm-hmm. So they said, well, we had enough Nazis in Illinois already. Go someplace else. The Republican National Committee said yesterday Chicago and 30 other cities were selected to submit bids explaining why they'd be a good choice to host the 2008 convention, but a spokesman for Mayor Dick Daly said City Hall ain't interested. Jackie Hurd said city officials are more focused on whether to pursue a campaign to host the 2016 Summer Olympics. Chicago hosted the Democratic National Convention in 96. So there you go. No thanks to the Republicans, the American Nazi Party, formerly known as the Republican Party. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. The worst movie ending you've ever seen. You know, and to me it's just it's deflating. You spend an hour and a half, two hours, maybe even two and a half or more right. hours of your time. Especially if you, you think, paid. Huh? If you actually bought a ticket, you know, and drove all the way out well, that, there. That's even worse. Or if you, even, even worse than that, if you right. went out and you spent like uh, 20, 30 bucks for the DVD. Uh-huh. You know, that American History X, that was in the two for $30 bin, 50 really? bucks. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, we got these HMV. I don't think that's in, uh, you've got in the States, do you? HMV record stores. What nothing, a great, oh, man, what a great place. Every DVD that's ever been invented, every TV show that was ever on the air, hmm. you, you want it, they got it. Well, I want it. But they got it. Oh, and I still got to get you uh, La Caja Fall. Oh, you know what that was on the other day, but it was the uh, the wrong version. Oh, the new one, that with, uh, Robin yeah, Williams Robin ought to be shot for <laughs> Another movie that did not need to be remade, that somebody ought to be murdered for doing that. The original, you'd uh, get a lot of laughs out of it, trust me when I tell you. I trust you. Especially the scene where he's dressing up like... Uh, like mommy. <laughs> oh, and where he's eating, where the I can't go in it. They're eating the soup, and it's got the, the mm-hmm. pictures of the young boys frolicking, as he said, the young children frolicking. No girls, but in the soup bowls. You know, you know those queens. They Yay. Very artsy fartsy. Right. Twelve minutes past eleven at five sixty WQAM with lightning quick speeds. The latest features in security: Comcast high speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for only nine ninety five a month for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL-1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast's reliable, fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with the greatest of ease. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. And you get McAfee security tools included so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing more faster than ever. Sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months. You wonder how you ever got along without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. And in Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Hurricanes basketball. Oh, the Monsters slam by Kane. And they're good. A three ball by Anthony Harris. Raymond Hicks is open for three and scores. Two-handed slam dunk by Rob Heist. Sunday night, the Kings take on the Duke Blue Devils from Cameron Indoor Stadium. Right here. Sports Radio 560. Rock solid. Hurricane f***ing blow. Jamie's got a gun. There's <laughs> nothing like nothing for rabbits, right? You're like a young man again. Hey, uh, you know how to handle that thing? 
cards. <laughs> and I tell you what, yeah, let's split up. And uh, you walk that way, and uh, uh, we'll surround the uh, Waspoli Wabbits. Okay. <laughs> See that, Harry? I got one in sight. Waspoli Wabbit. Bird. Harry, what a good way. And of course, they didn't even uh, ask to take breathalyzer tests because what would have been the point like uh, the next morning, right? Oh, you're gone, KG. Huh? Right. What would have been the point? A couple of old geezers go bird hunting in the, you know, shooting fish in a barrel with a couple of chicks that aren't their wives. And, uh, you know, had it got a little bit snookered in the afternoon. In fact, the only thing that Whittington said is that there was no drinking during the hunting. Well, what about before the hunting? You know, in other right. words, uh, uh, how about in the car on the way up to the There uh, you go. Cubby. That, that's exactly correct. So they got a little uh, sloshed and were like staggering around there and bada bing. And Cheney saw something move. And that was that. And, and we'll never get the real story. And the, uh, the sheriff said, okay, that's the end of the case. Case closed. And uh, that's it. Just like the Wayne Gretzky and his wife for uh, that whole business. 792 votes on the pool. What movie had the worst ending? The Blair Witch Project, 79. Easy Rider, 74. War of the Worlds, 71. Unacceptable, outrageous. Contact, 54. A1 Artificial Intelligence, 53. Movie about Kimbo Camper and the Crow. Bowen Crow. Vanilla Sky, 47. Apocalypse Now, 35. You'll never get that far. Planet of the Apes, 32. The Village, 31. Saving Ryan's Privates, 31. Magnolia, 26. Shame on you people. Just uh, sucking up to George. The Abyss, 20. Right. Jacob's Ladder, 16. The Birds, 15. Fight Club, 15. Mulholland Drive, 13. Very. I'll tell you one thing. You have to be uh, straight as an arrow when you watch that movie. You have to be very alert. No drugs. Because, uh, or, or maybe just the opposite. Maybe you have to be on a lot of drugs. Because it's very hard to follow. Million Dollar Baby, 12. Donnie Darko, 12. Outstanding movie with a very unacceptable ending. He dies. Uh, a Fish Called Wanda, 12. Chinatown, 10. Looking for Mr. Goodbar, 10. Bad candy bar. Of uh, the natural, 10. Some other, you know, I don't like uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups because I don't like peanut butter. Man, you just, right? What? I just, what, have bad Whatever. taste? Yeah, and candy. I mean, that, those are my two. Uh... Ah, that's because you like peanut butter. Yeah. Mushy. I don't like mushy, man. I don't like peanut butter. Nah. Right. I like peanut butter by itself, but not in candy bars. It's like I like mushrooms, but not on pizza. So well, I, I like peanuts I love unless somebody mushrooms. pours chocolate all over it. I love great. shrooms, but not on pizza. So there you go. Yeah, I have bad taste in candy bar, right. I'll stick with my score and Heath Bar Crunch, okay? Thank you. Cold Mountain, 9. The Game, 9. Minority Report, 9. Clueless, 8. Although I do like that good Milka bar that uh, John Jarrett sends me. Right. Superman, 2, 7. Blade Runner, 7. L.A. Confidential, 7. The Big Lebowski, 7, which you keep telling me I ought to see, or somebody does. Not me. 793. I haven't seen it. I've Josh seen it, seen but it. I, don't, I didn't really recommend it to you. The Color of Money, 6. L.A. Story, 6. 40 Days, 40 Nights, 5. And even with Josh uh, Hartnett in there uh, not doing it, I don't want to see it. And even if he does do it, I don't want to see it. The Matrix Revolutions 4, Clue 4, Platoon 4, The Contender 4, As Good As It Gets 3, Army of Madness, uh, Darkness 3, Murder by Death 3, Stardust Mammaries 3, Pushing Tin 2, uh, The Heartbreak Kid 2, 12 Angry Men 1, and Red River finally got one. Let's hear it for Red River. Oh! Huh? Another song by CCR. Don in Fort Lauderdale says, Pushing Tin, if anybody cares, star John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton. It was about air traffic controllers, but I can't tell you about the ending. I never made it halfway through. Oh, that good, huh? I did sit through Snatch last night on George's and my son's recommendation. It was pretty good, and I was glad I watched it till the end. Did I watch it? I know I got it in the other room. Did I watch it? You didn't. You didn't. 
you would have said so. No. You didn't the even best way to describe it, it's a combination of Ocean's Eleven, Pulp Fiction, Hannibal, with a touch of, a touch of Fight Club. That's a good keep description. Keep up the good work and <laughs> keep the spirit of Mo alive. Chomp, chomp, it says in Donna Florida. Yeah, there you go. There's a spirit. We're keeping his spirit alive, okay? His you never memory. even told me that you bought that, uh, that movie. I beg your pardon? Snatch. You didn't tell me you bought that. I got it. It's, I've had that for a long time. Really? A long I've got a few movies in there right. I bought. Well, it's about time you gave it a try. In fact, let me go. I'm, I'm going to grab a movie right now. Play a little thing because I want to tell you. It, it looked. I was in the buying stuff the other day, and I don't know about you. Well, you're a schlepper, so you can't afford to do right, it. But or anything. if I see something that looks interesting to me, I'll just grab that and put it in my pile, and I'll, I'll buy that, too. Yeah, it must be nice. So I, so play a little uh, ditty or something. Yeah, I'll get tired of this eventually. That's a ditty. It's nitty-gritty. Now that you mention it, this ditty. Get your jug, get your move and jug, jug, jug. It's called Say Nothing. Okay. With William Baldwin, Natasha Kinski, and Hart Bachner. And on the back it says, Obsession can't keep quiet. Grace Natasha Kinski is a beautiful ex-model whose marriage suffers from husband Matt. Hart Bachner loses a job and turns to drink. Alone on a alone on a chance weekend away, she meets a mysterious stranger, William Baldwin, and in a moment of weakness, he seduces her. <laughs> On a return home, Matt has a new job. Everything seems gritty, and she suppresses her guilt decides it's best to say nothing. That's the name of the movie. But the passionate stranger has no intention of being forgotten. He'll destroy everything that gets in his way, and she's now the target of his dangerous obsession. Sounds like uh, Fatal Attraction, or it sounds like Play Misty for me, one of those uh, jilted, uh, you know what I'm saying? By the way, now that you've got the, uh, the movie with her name on it written in front of you, please uh, sound it out, because I, I think I've been mispronouncing it my whole life. Natasha Kinski? Well, I've always said Natasha, but apparently it's Nastasia. Oh, you're right. I didn't look at it that closely. All my I, life. Yeah, it's got an S. Nastasia. Yeah, yeah Kinski. Uh, still yeah, Natasha wouldn't be with a J anyway. Right. Well, uh, Josh knows that. He knows his Natasha's. Yes, he does. And his he knows them Russian chicks. Nastasia, Nastasia, whatever her name is, Kinski. But, that, but anyway, so I looked it up after I brought it home. I haven't watched it yet. And I'm a little bit leery of watching because I looked it up on the uh, IMDb. 5.1 stars. I mean... Wow. It's got to be pretty weak, and you know they're all saying, "Well, you know, you've seen Fatal Attraction, you've seen it's the same old." Uh, you know. But it looks like a pretty good cast, right? Right. You don't think so? Huh? I don't know. No, it looks interesting. Say nothing. Well, maybe somebody in the audience knows uh, something what about I was doing. say nothing, and I won't have to waste my time watching it. How long is it, by the way? It's uh, hour and thirty-four minutes. Not see that to me, that's fine. Hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That that's just fine. Now, I will say this, because I also brought this in the same time. 111 minutes is what? Hour and 51 minutes? Almost two hours, Imaginary Heroes. And yet the last time I watched it, when I, when I went out and bought this disc, I bought the DVD, and I watched it again, and it seemed like about 20 minutes. That's how much I enjoyed that movie. It wow. just zipped right on by. I just, yeah. I just like it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Virginia and uh, Alaska wireless line. There is a Santa Claus, Virginia. There is no God, but there is a Sandy Claus. Just tug on his beard. He'll scream like hell. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to add one to your poll, if I may. Okay. Unfaithful. Okay. It's with, uh, you've probably never seen it because of Richard Gere's in it. Oh, my God. Thank God I didn't see that. But Diane Lane is in it, and it's the most unsatisfying ending ever. Hmm. Okay. You know, it can be riveting at some George, did you ever see that movie? I don't know. Oh, Okay. In other words, it's Richard Gere in it, so it's unlikely. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I think you only saw the primal fear with him, but I, I've never seen that one. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. You too. Okay, she didn't see Say Nothing or she would have said something. I bet you nobody's seen it. So I guess I'll just, one of these very, it says, being faithful can be, unfaithful can be deadly, or whatever it says. 
It probably sucks. I, I know. It just looked interesting. You know, well, I just got sucked in by reading the blurb on it, and I saw William Baldwin was in it. I thought, oh, that's probably pretty interesting. Hey, look, you pretty, never uh, know until you watch it. That's for sure. In other words, why I read those reviews and pay attention, just like City of God, I enjoyed it very much. I'm glad I finally did watch it. I give it like a, you know, a, a, a good uh, seven and a half stars. A thumb and a half up? I give it a, a thumb and a half, right. Well, that Roger Ebert, he's always sticking his thumb somewhere. <laughs> Rectum. And usually somebody uh, else is, too. straight guy on that show. Oh, God. Yeah, sure, Miss uh, Jean. That goes to show you there's no God. What was the guy's name? Gene uh, Siskel. Yes. He's dead. And he had and Roger. And he, was a, and he was a good guy. Mm-hmm. And Roger Ebert. Now, just like what well, the last thing we need is another Mincing Queen movie critic, okay? Give me a break. And then remember he married that black chick for about ten minutes uh, for tax purposes or yeah. some crap like that? That scam he had going. Hey, Roger, you ain't fooling nobody. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in there with Tom and the John Revolta. This is Neil Rogers. You fairly... This is 560 QAM. In theaters now, when a stranger calls. Hello? Hi, this is Paul from the Pride Spank Center. We have great news for you regarding the contest entry. You must be Jill. We were so thrilled to find a babysitter at the last minute. Hello? Uh, this is Rachel, and I'm calling regarding the entry form that you had uh, filled out. It keeps on calling. You're safe inside that house. <laughs> oh, yeah, the promo they're showing at call, uh, it's, it's coming from inside the house. Uh, so why yeah. bother go seeing it? You know, right. they already tipped you off the whole story, plus the remake is uh, really bad, I hear. If you want to see a good movie, go get the original one, When a Stranger Calls with Charles Durning. You'll love it. It's very good. I give it like eight stars. Right. Now, I think it's bad news for me on Say Nothing with William Baldwin, because I just looked at the first, uh, the first review here on IMDb. Mm-hmm. From Cable Addict from the USA, two out of ten stars. He says, Egads, Egads. <laughs> I used to think Keanu Reeves was the worst actor in Hollywood. I'm not so sure anymore. Willie gives Keanu some stiff competition with his uh, made of plaster performance in this movie. Combine that with the fact that there's almost no plot and not a single likable character, and it's pretty hard to recommend this turkey. Natasha, he writes, not Nastasia, he writes Natasha. See, most people uh, say Tries that. her best, but even Julia Roberts couldn't save this flick from obscurity. Avoid it unless it's really late and there's nothing else on. Oh, heck, in that case, just read a book. Wow. I can't be more condemning and damning that. And here I got to bet you I spent 15 bucks, maybe um, maybe more than that. About 30, man. For this piece of garbage and uh, say nothing, I guess. Well, put it in your survival kit and use it to signal, uh, you know, planes. There you go. If you get stranded on an I island. I just slid it across the ice yesterday before it melted. Join George tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 3 p.m. at Bass Pro Shops off I-95 and Griffin Road in Dania. 1 to 3 tomorrow afternoon. And George is so anxious to see everybody so right. he gets some more of these deals that he's even welcoming the guy with the fanny the, pack, uh, the guy with the eyes. Uh, right. Jack with the hands, that guy with the uh, goofy hands, I'll the fireman or whatever. Juggling chainsaws. Uh, Stop by to spin the deal for your chance to win some really crappy free prizes, the ones that didn't get auctioned off on eBay. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. Sure got quiet on that, you know? I'll watch this infomercial over here, Bob. Keep white there. 823 vote. We're going to make it to 1,000, although not... Not spectacular, probably because I need to take a lot more calls, get more movies on it. Well, I got too much stuff here right now. 
Law enforcement officers harvested a dubious record last year. Enough marijuana plants to rank the illegal weed as Washington State's number eight agricultural commodity, edging out sweet cherries in value. Oh! The 135,000-plus marijuana plants seized in 2005 were estimated to be worth $270 million, a record amount that places the crop among the state's top ten agricultural commodities based on the most recent statistics available. And I'm sure that the Chief Timoney's son is very proud, too. We're struck by the amount of work they put into it, said Rich Wiley. I wonder if he's kin to Wiley Coyote, who heads the Washington State Patrol Narcotics Program. He's a narc, just like that kid in uh, Imaginary Heroes, a narc. It, <laughs> that scene was great when she walks yeah, away. Was, you a-hole. Sigourney Weaver's the best. It's very labor-intensive. They often run individual drip lines to each plant. They're out there fertilizing them. There you go. A single plant can produce as much as a pound of processed marijuana worth an estimated two grand, he'd be saying. Uh, so go out to Washington State. And then you can go up to, uh, you can go right up the Hershey Highway to Vancouver into, uh, into B.C. and smoke it there. Right mm-hmm. out in public. Doug Thompson, your buddy at the rant at the Capitol Hill Blue, says those bagpipes you hear playing in the background provide a much-needed funeral dirge for freedom which died this week at the hands of the United States Congress. Freedom has been on its deathbed for about five years now, mortally wounded in post-9-11 frenzy that put political expediency above the Constitution and gave paranoia supremacy over what used to be guarantees of individual rights for all Americans. Uh. Freedom went on the endangered species list in the hours following the 9-11 attacks when President Bush turned to Attorney General John Ascroft and said, John, take whatever steps you feel are necessary to make sure something like this never, ever happens again. Turning a zealot like Ashcroft loose on the Constitution is like giving Bill Clinton the keys to a sorority house. Someone is going to get screwed big time, and in this case it was collectively the whole concept of freedom and individual rights in this country. Ashcroft crafted his personal vision of a new America, one ruled by a police state reporting to a totalitarian government, and called it the USA Patriot Act. It sailed through a shell-shocked Congress like a fraternity on a panty raid and gave Bush his gang of thugs all he needed to create a new American Gestapo, detaining this nation's citizens without due course, spying on Americans without warrants, and setting the country on a headlong rush to ruin. The abuses of the Patriot Act proved so onerous that even firebrand conservatives like Bob Barr joined forces with uber-liberals like ACLU to uh, fight it. Late last year, spurred by anger over Bush's admission that he authorized the warrantless spying on Americans by the NSA, the Patriot Act appeared to face serious opposition when it came up for renewal. Congress twice granted temporary extensions and promised to add new language to protect the civil liberties of Americans. But as happens all too often in Washington, these promises vanished into thin air as the Patriot Act this week cleared hurdle after hurdle and heads for permanent renewal when the goons who call themselves our elected representatives return from the President's Day recess. In the end... Rectum! In the end, the White House negotiated a set of meaningless changes with a handful of Republicans in the so-called compromise sale to the Senate Thursday on a vote of 96 to 3. Even worse, the Republican-controlled Senate Intelligence Committee successfully blocked attempts to open an inquiry into Bush's use of the NSA to spy on all Americans. Not that Democrats did that much to stop it. Even those who spoke out about Bush's spying on Americans said they supported the concept but only opposed how the president went about it. As long as he got warrants, they said, they didn't really care who the NSA snooped on. And a bunch of Democrats joined Republicans yesterday to keep rights-robbing USA Patriot Act the law of the land, which means virtually no one. Democratic or Republican, conservative or liberal, left or right, can claim the high road when it comes to destroying freedom in the USA. Only Senator Russ Feingold, Democrat of Wisconsin, seems to realize the dangers of the act, continuing to fight it and saying the law, even as amended, allows the government fishing expeditions at an outright, uh, allows the government fishing expeditions at an outright assault on the Constitution. For the most part, the rest of Congress sold out the people who elected them to office, all Americans who depend on Congress to serve as a check and balance on the excesses of the White House, and the Constitution of the USA. Eh? Yes, freedom did die this week, and just about every one of the bitches and bastards who serve in Congress should take a long, hard look at the blood on their hands. 
They stand guilty of high crimes and treason against the U.S. of A. They're traitors and should be treated as such. Let's send them all to Abu Ghraib. Okay, for good spanking, anyway. I'll drive the bus. Got those pictures on our website if you want to really get grossed out. If you want to see a bunch of naked, bloodied up uh, Iraqis. And then you want to see the guy with that three, third foot. That's kind of cute. And I think most of the weekend you'll be spending time going duck hunting with the vice president. Going out there shooting a little uh, bird in the brush. Can't stop that. Once you get on that thing, man, you just can't stop because you can keep picking them off one by one. Just a beautiful thing. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Guilty of two this afternoon. Wow, 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 wow. What can you say about that? Mad Dog at Gatsby's and Davy. Curtis seven to ten eighty K. Ten o'clock tonight. Bet on it. WQAM, hello. Two AM. Sounds like gonna be a very short call, doesn't it? Sounds like windshield wipers. Yeah. It does. Sounds like Paul Winchell wipers. Look at that phone, man. Dead as a doornail. Not a single call in there. That's because I've been bop, bop, bop. And you know what? I still got to do a lot more bop, 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 bop all day. Got a lot of bop, bop, bop to do today. I'm a man on a mission like Howard Beale. You know what I'm saying? A man on a mission. So let's go fishing. All right. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. I was listening the other day. You had uh, uh, a Yiddish lesson on about uh, the roots of the word fagula. That's what Dick Jane and his buddy were hunting. Fagalus. Wow. Click. I'll put that in my pocket to lock okay. later. Well, let's get Sherlock Holmes and see if he can uh, decode that one. For this is Neil Rogers. Oh, boy. This is 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. And now, another verse of celebrity poetry. Here's a tale of lunacy, backed by Scientology. No brain cells left in Tom Cruise's cupboard, for they were stolen by L. Ron Hubbard. When Tom speaks, his mouth it foams, affirming his love for Katie Holmes. Up on the couch, he jumps with glee, he thinks he's sane remarkably. His mind looks like a Renoir mural prohibiting Katie an epidural. He says others don't use their brain when it's Tom himself who is insane. He calls Matt Lauer cold and glib when it's he who needs a dribble bib. His lady friend smiles her clueless smile. She's no smarter than bathroom tile. Her eyes too close, her teeth askew. Perhaps she has the avian flu. Feel free if you must to disagree with the teachings of Scientology. But on this, my friend, we can find common ground. Their level of brain damage is profound. The facts are strange, the future shady. For crazy Tom and fiance Katie. This has been another verse of celebrity poetry. And I don't know if you saw yesterday, but both CNN and Headline News, uh, their appendage, they both uh, had a story about that uh, right. magazine story that Tom and Katie have split up. Yeah. About the vehement denials. And guess what clip they showed on that story from South Park? Oh, did they? Oh, yes. The In the closet clip or the... Uh... That is correct. <laughs> and I just peed my pants. I laughed so hard. It was great. Oh, my God. Yeah, even the certainly Nazi news network, and they said, oh, Tom's having some tough times these days, you know, because everybody knows, you fairy. You're in the closet, Tom. Come out, please. Joe Bell puts out a couple of memos. First of all, office hours, look at that, 8.30 to 5.30, starting Tuesday the 20th. That's good. Wow. Get some people in there, and uh, instead of this, uh, you know. No more slacking, all you slackers This slacking crap that goes on there. And number two, Ray Perry has rejoined WQM as sports sales manager. Yes. Got a title Eighty-five years with QM before leaving at year's end, before getting screwed over. We'll be working with Chris Jones to assure we achieve WQM revenue goals. 
In his position, Ray will be our primary contact with the sports teams. He'll be in charge of our networks. In addition, supervising the sports sellers will be uh, selling key accounts himself. Ray and his wife, Rose, and their 7-year-old son, Daniel, reside in Plantation. Welcome them back to the QM family. Well, that's so. Uh, he's a good guy, Ray Perry. I don't really know he does anything, but he's a good guy. Well, he will be now. But he's got a 7-year-old son, and that, that kind of takes me. I know it's very fashionable now for old cockers to be having babies like Larry King. Yeah. And like Tony Randall did before he finally went to his dirt nap, but... Ray Perry just turned 85, and he's got right. a seven-year-old son. Let's hear it for Ray, okay? So it's, uh, say a lot. Welcome not back, Ray. For you. We like Ray a lot. He's a good guy. And make sure I get those uh, Panther tickets, or whatever it is. Yeah, they're already asking for money, by the way, the Panthers. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Just How got the I? renewal notice for uh, 2006 and seven for next season in the mail. Oh, yeah, send us some money, and we'll give you, like, 7,500 free tickets, and we'll give you, like, a whole uh, carton of condoms and a bunch of uh, toothpaste and body wash. Oh, I got myself two new flavors yesterday. Three! Really? Well, that's, remember I told you my story, going to the drugstore, and my sack fell when I slipped on the ice. Right. And I got, uh, let's see, um, Zest has got a new one. It's called Tangerine or Tango or some crap like that. That is really neat stuff. Although when I opened it to smell and get the aroma of it, I was in the mm -hmm. shower, and I farted real bad. And so oh, kind of no. like, well, I messed everything up, you know. So I had to close the uh, container real fast because I didn't want to miss anything good. And then the other two are Axe. Let me ask you, have you checked those out yet? I've, uh, I've seen the axes. I've used them. Yeah, but these are new ones. These aren't in that black container. These, there's a green one and there's a blue one. Yeah. Axe. In other words, they're, they're transparent bottles. I know the ones, the, uh, probably the ones you used is in that black bottle. Yeah. Are now, those the ones the, where the nozzles are kind of angled like... Uh, I've seen a few angled nozzles. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they are. That's another product. Fact, you mentioned that they have angled like nozzles. Toilet bowl cleaner, there's another product. Maybe that's what attracted me. Huh? Anyway, uh, Axe. And I, they're pretty good. I kind of sniffed them both. Jason Leopold writes, truthout.org, Gonzalo's withholding plain emails. Well, I, I got so much stuff that I feel very compelled. Not as, not as entertaining as that last caller, but pretty good. Sources close to the investigation into leak of covert CIA agent Valerie Plain Wilson revealed this week that Attorney General Alberto V.O. 5 Gonzalez has, oh, not yeah. turned over, has not turned over emails to the special prosecutor's orifice that may incriminate Vice President Dick Cheney, his aides, and other White House officials who allegedly played an active role in unmasking Plain's Wilson identity to reporters. Plain Wilson. Moreover, these sources said that in early 2004, Cheney was interviewed by federal prosecutors investigating the Plain Wilson leak and testified that neither he nor any of his senior aides were involved in unmasking her undercover CIA status to reporters and that no one in the vice president's office had attempted to discredit her husband, a vocal critic of the administration's pre-war Iraq intelligence, in other words, smear and schmear. Cheney did not testify under oath or under penalty of perjury when he was interviewed by federal prosecutors. The emails Gonzalez is said to be withholding contained references to Valerie Plain Wilson's identity and CIA status and developments related to the inability to find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Moreover, however, according to sources, the emails contain suggestions by the officials on how the White House should respond to what it believed were increasingly destructive comments that Joseph Wilson had been making about the administration's pre-war Iraq intelligence. Smear and schmear. I mean, why, why do they have to have all these committees? I mean, anybody with an IQ over four can see what that was going on. Yeah. Well, the committee's job is to cover it up. National security or the safety of the CIA people, right? This other crap. It's all smear and schmear, man. Just like Nixon with the enemies list. Same crap. We're going to smear them and schmear them. And if we have to out her in the meantime, that's the way to do it. Then the score. You know, that with her. Got some bad news for you XM people out there. Looks like Stern maybe I'll put serious. I mean, XM may just vanish. I don't know. Although they talk a good game. Well, but they got Oprah. No, that's the serious guy. Is it XM that got Oprah? Yeah. Well, that's right. That, maybe that's why they're uh, losing their ass. Trump going to say. All the truck drivers said, Feh, due in part to increased quarter four ad spending to counter Stern's January debut on rival Sirius, 
XM's quarter four net loss rose from 190, uh, 190 million a year ago to 270 million. In fact, the increased spending drove XM subscriber acquisition costs from 64 bucks a customer in quarter four 2004 to $89 in quarter four 2005. However, their uh, CEO, Hugh Panero, said during yesterday morning's earnings conference, called the company maintained uh, yada, 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 anticipation of a late-year media blitz to account combat stern, and in a letter sent to XM Chairman Gary Parsons, Pierce J. Jack Roberts resigned his post on XM's board due to concerns that his warnings about the company's spending are going unheard. Given current course and speed, there is, in my view, a significant chance of a crisis on the horizon, Roberts said. This is at XM. Even absent a crisis, I believe that XM will inevitably serve its shareholders poorly without major changes now. I've been troubled about the current direction of the company. don't believe that it's in the best interest of the company's shareholders. I've made my analyzations and observations known in an increasingly vociferous manner to the board and a number of senior managers of the company. I'm not having any useful effect, and I care too much and believe my own views too much to just go along for the ride. He's out. I like that. Roberts is also the chairman of data management from Telefia. Or Telefia. So there you go. He's out. The next time. Screw him, he said. They won't listen to me. They're spending money like talking sailors. Stern is knocking their block off, and that's the end of them. So if you want to hear Oprah, by all means, and if you drive a Big Mac, a Big Mac and a big truck, go out there and get that. Oh, there you go. here's another story about the missing whippet, you know? People are dying like whippet? flies in Iraq, and uh, we got all these abuse stories, and the Constitution's been shredded like a piece of Swiss cheese, and they're worried about a lost whippet at the airport there in New York. They got a big search. Oh, they called off the search for the poor little doggy. What was she doing? 25. Miles an hour. Miles an hour. Whippets are known for their speed. Vivi apparently panicked, and though one woman... Nah, she'll be fine. Maybe she'll find a good home where they won't, like, uh, use her like some kind of a... Uh, That's right. Some kind of a prop. Boynton teacher offered to deal in student sex case. Former Rolling Green Elementary School music teacher Carol Flanagan has until Tuesday to decide whether to accept a five-year prison sentence or risk life behind bars if convicted of having sex with an 11-year-old student. How come we haven't heard this story before? I don't know. Did you have this story? No. When you were reading all the stories? Right, yeah, no. At a hearing yesterday, Circuit Judge Lucy Cherno-Brown asked Prosecutor Jennifer Millian to disclose the plea offer, which includes 10 years of sex offender probation after prison, five years. That would require Flanagan 51 to adhere to a curfew, submit to warrantless searches, and forbid her from being within 1,000 feet of a school daycare center or anywhere that children are known to congregate. She would also be a registered sex offender. The plea offer received the blessing of the alleged victim and his family, Millian said. If convicted as charged of capital sexual battery, Flanagan faces a mandatory life sentence. Her attorney, Ken Ronan, can be reached by phone for comment, says the scum sentinel. Flanagan's accused of carrying on a 19-month sexual relationship with a former student beginning when the boy was a fifth grader. The Sun Sentinel does not identify alleged victims of sex abuse, it says here. The boy and his siblings often spent the night at Flanagan's Boca home, where much of the sex took place, according to court documents. Eleven years old. Yeah, come on. The child is testified. Middle school, at least. The child has testified that sexual encounters occurred in Flanagan's classroom, a Lantana Park, an Orlando hotel room, and in the teacher's van in the Civil Air Patrol parking lot. The boy told authorities that he and Flanagan kissed in her orifice and a storage room at the Boynton Beach School. He also claimed that Flanagan's husband, Douglas DePew, witnessed the alleged sex, including sharing a bed with the two of them, but ignored it. DePew has denied having any knowledge of his wife's purported involvement with the boy. Last summer, DePew's insurance company, State Farm, settled a $1.5 million claim brought by the child and his father, who has also admitted having a sexual relationship with Flanagan. Uh, huh? With Carol Flanagan. This is the... Last summer, DePew's insurance company, State Farm, settled a $1.5 million claim brought by the child and his father, who has also admitted to having a sexual relationship with Carol Flanagan. I see. Lawsuits against the Palm Beach County School Board and the Civil Air Patrol are pending. 
The plea offer, according to the prosecutor, was extended in an effort to protect the victim as much as possible. Her gender makes absolutely no difference whatsoever, Millions said. I like that. Hmm. Well, there was a lot of stuff going on here. I guess they were all just one big happy family. Alleged, anyway, so it says. How's that poll come? We're going to make to 1,000 today, or we're going to, like, slack off on Friday? 862. Oh, yeah, we, we're in, aren't we? Ain't we in? Oh, yeah. For the 1,000? Well, probably we're not getting the humongous response because a lot of people's movies aren't on here. How about none of the above? None of the above, and I right. hate this poll. Oh, yeah, we got That should that. goose it up there pretty good. We hate everybody, and you especially, Neil. Okay, good. What movie had the worst ending? The Blair Witch Project, 87. Easy Rider, 77. War of the World, 76. Contact, 60. AI, Artificial Intelligence, 57. I'm only going to do 30 or more. I don't want to read this whole long, ponderous list. Vanilla Sky, 50. Apocalypse Now, 39. The Village, 34. Saving Ryan's Privates, 33. Planet of the Apes, 33. Uh, Magnolia, 28. I make one exception. Magnolia, 28, to make George real happy. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yeah. Oh, this is Pope John Paul Lind. And if you ask me, the only thing more fun than playing grab-ass with a Swiss guy is the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Oh. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. It was this little girl's first day of school, and the teacher asked her what her name was. The little girl replied, happy butt. The teacher said, honey, I, I don't think that's your name. You... Need to go to the principal's office and get this straightened out. So, the little girl went to the principal's office and he asked, What's your name? And the little girl said, Happy Butt. The principal called the mother to get this straightened out once and for all. After getting off the phone, he looked at the little girl and said, Honey, your name is Gladys, not Happy Butt. Then the girl exclaimed, Gladys, Happy Butt, what's the difference, Paul Harvey? I know. Good day. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Bill and his wife, Buffy, were sitting in church. Bill sleeping, Buffy knitting. The priest asked, who created the earth and man? And Buffy poked Bill with her knitting needle, and Bill screamed, God! And the priest looked at him and said, that's right. Then he asked, who is God's son? Once more, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, with her needle. He screamed, Jesus! Again, the priest said, correct. Finally, the priest asked, what did Eve say to Adam when she didn't want any more children? Well, Buffy poked her husband, Bill, again, but this time he screamed, poke me with that thing one more time and I'm going to rip it off. The priest said, that's right, Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. See, I thought there were a, t a two for there, a little bargain deal on Friday. A little side by each, Paul mm -hmm. Harvey action. No problem there. Lisa Marie Presley marries guitarist. <laughs> Have you seen the picture of this dude? Uh, no. Oh, man. Michael Lockwood. Music producer Michael Lockwood. Wait till you take a puke at him. He makes, he makes Lyle I Love It look like uh, Brad Pitt. What is it? What in God's name is it? Don't tell me that Scientology thing's got its uh, finger in her again. I mean... <laughs> Lisa Marie Presley, daughter of rock and roll king Elvis Presley, is married guitarist and music producer Michael Lockwood in a ceremony in Kyoto, Japan, her publicist said yesterday. It's got a picture of the gruesome couple right there. It's on our website. You've got to click on and see the picture. All right. If you, go, if you click the link, you'll see the picture of the two, hand in hand. And he's wearing a real uh, neat hat and a, a sport jacket that's about six sizes too big for a 60-pound guy. Have you seen it yet? I'm getting there. Presley 38 and Lockwood Exchange vows in a traditional Japanese ceremony, January 22nd, spokesman Paul Block said. It is Presley's fourth marriage. She was previously married to Nicholas Cage. Michael Jackson, and Danny Keogh, who's the father of her two chillins. 
The bride's mother, actress Priscilla Presley, walked her daughter down the aisle and gave her away. Daughter Riley Keough is maid of honor, and son Benjamin Keough is a groomsman. The best man was Presley's first husband, Danny Keough. Also attending the wedding were Lockwood's parents, Vivian and William Lockwood. Lockwood is Presley's musical director and is listed as executive producer on her 2005 album, Now What? Presley lives in L.A. area, but Block City didn't know where the couple planned to live. Have you still got this picture yet? No, I had to Google images for it because I couldn't find the story on the site, but now I got it. Yeah. yeah. What a wiener. Man, what is it? Look at that sport jacket he's wearing. Kind of looks Elvish-ish. No. From this picture. Elvis was never anorexic. In fact, quite the opposite. He uh, porked up real bad, as you'll recall. This guy's just the opposite. I'm going to sneeze. Okay, good. I don't blame you. Probably allergies. Hey. Five, six, seven. Anybody see that movie? Say uh, no. Say nothing. Say no thank you. I want to find out if anybody's seen it so I can waste my time. It's an hour and a half probably of swill. I mean, when a guy writes a scathing review like that, not too optimistic. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's crackalacking? What do you got? Hey, I, it hasn't come out on any of the media, and I know it doesn't matter. Nobody cares anymore. But do you know that Iran will probably start trading in euros in March? Yeah, nobody cares. Have you ever heard of it? We're going to end up bombing them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just thought I'd let you know. Nobody cares, man. Bye. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. They've arrived in Singapore. They're going to start using euros. Why the hell would that be? Uh, they like the exchange rate. I don't know. I don't get it. They want to be able to do business. But like I said, nobody cares. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Can you speak to me? Speaking. Hey, what's up, man? Can I can I give you two names for the list? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Nineteen eighty-two. The thing. The thing. The thing. The remake. The thing. And also uh, the dirty dozen. Okay. And get and get a new phone. Yeah, that yeah, just got bad phone technique. It sounded like he was chewing it. The thing was just fine, but we're putting it on there anyway. The remake was good? Yeah. He said Actually, the ending sucked. Good movie. The ending was perfect. Well, okay, put it on there. It won't we get are. any votes. At least it'll give this guy a chance to sure, no, find a new phone. Uh, don't put it on there for him. Make He's got money. bad phone. He suffers from it. 5670560. Pound 560. The Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. The worst movie ending ever is, was, will be. And what about that say nothing? You're not going to get a fax on it or a call on uh, nothing. Right, they're going to say nothing. watch it, and they'll say, oh, why did I waste an hour and a half? And I'll be, well, like that. I'll do my best Eric imitation. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Good, good. Hey, I got one for your poll. Yes, sir. Uh, how about Bulworth? Bulworth? Bulworth. Bulworth. These people got bad phone today, man. Bulworth, too. Yeah, the ending of that sucked. Okay, thanks. I think I've seen that. Isn't that the one, the political one, where he, uh, yeah. Yes. Warren Bain. Oh, Warren yeah, Bain. I remember that. Doesn't he rap in that? He does. Okay. I saw a little of it, as much as I could stand. But the, whole, it was, the whole thing was staged. It was fake. Yeah. He's a fake gimp. Uh-huh. It gets the sympathy of the people in the yada, yada, yada. I don't want to spoil it for you, but believe me, I don't want to see it. I've seen that. Not that long ago, either. Suck. Yeah, it was it, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. I got one for the poll. Okay. To live and die in L.A. Okay. It's a, a movie. They well, you got to see it, but it's. Uh, they, I don't like the, the. It ended terribly. Is it a Robert Downey Jr. in that movie? No. I'm thinking something. It's a Michael Mann movie, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Thanks. Thanks. All the L.A. movies are L.A. Confidential, L.A. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Story and to live and die in L.A. I'll tell you one thing. Of all the places that I might think about visiting someday, that's the last one I'd ever want to go back to. Boy, really? That is really... Oh, man. Are you kidding me? You talk about going... Well, you might relate to it because it's a place where nobody speaks English. Yeah, that's why I live Drive in Broward, Hollywood sorry. now and all the signs are in Chinese, Vietnamese, Korean, um, uh, no speaking English, uh, uh, it's, it's just... It ain't anything like what it used to be. 
I mean, not even close. What did it used to be? It used to be it nobody used to spoke English. Place. Okay. Because huh? it was founded by Mexicans, I thought. I'm not talking about Mexicans so much. I'm talking about Orientals, oh. man. Orientals. Yeah, we like that. All, all the store signs are like in uh, with them funky letters they got, you know, and in, uh, in, in Nipanese or whatever the hell those are. Not good. WQAM, hello. Neil, how are you? Pretty good. Got one for the poll. Okay. Amistad. The good ship, Amistad. Well, I got to play that. Okay, thanks. Got it. You see that movie? No, no, I didn't. I oh, actually, uh, I saw like five minutes of it. You'd, you'd it have paid middle. a lot more attention to Haitian elections if you'd watched Good Ship Amistad, man. Well, it doesn't matter who they elect; they always have coups anyway. Kukukachu, and they show, so sure saw them baseballs really, really tight these days. So we get a lot of home runs. Now that they're like cracking down on them steroids a little bit, better better make those baseballs as tight as golf balls, you know. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Good. Hey, there was a movie back in the 70s. I wonder if George saw it for the poll called Vanishing Point. Yeah, we about talked a... about that. We talked about it and about the remake. Uh, suck, yes. No, well, the that, was, that was the Vanishing. He's talking about oh, the, the Vanishing Point. Oh, Vanishing Point. Vanishing point that. That the, the guy's racing around in a car and they're chasing him at the very end. It goes through a checkpoint and it disappears. One of the stupidest movies I ever saw. I know. Well, talk about a waste of time. I remember hey, that. One, two things real quick. First of all, please tell me Popeye was on the poll yesterday in honor of uh, uh-huh. Zinc. He was not. Get out of here. Yes, he was. Popeye? Get away. Popeye was on there, George. Don't listen to George. George, just an Ojean provocateur. He absolutely was. I even made the comment this morning that he got 16 votes and olive oil didn't get any. 16 well, that's votes. Fa- really? That's fantastic. Really, George? Popeye, right. you think remember. I'm that stupid? Don't answer. <laughs> yeah, one last thing. I even like my spinach. Yes, sir. One last thing. I'm a long-time listener, but I hear a lot about this guy with the eyes. Could you tell us? What the deal is with that guy? I guess he shows up at your appearances. Uh, uh, the... uh, very, to sum it up very uh, simply, think of uh, David Cassidy. Uh huh. No soap, no no body wash, no <laughs> showers. Doesn't look like David Cassidy. Think of Herman bad Monster. Bad teeth. And, yeah, and, and, well, as far as what he looks like, think of Herman Monster on a bad day. And, and, and Marty Feldman, yeah. And also oh, think of. I have no life. That spells it out for you. Okay. Have Thanks a great day, Kelly. See you. The guy with the eyes, Ken. Oh, wow. Scary. He'll be there. He'll be there to see George tomorrow. I hope a lot of other people are, too, because he needs the money really bad. I might miss when I juggle those chainsaws if he's there. Join George tomorrow, 1 to 3, at the Bass Pro Shops off I-95 and Griffin Road in Dania. Stop by to spin the QM veal and your chance to win some really chintzy, embarrassing prizes. Because the good ones all got auctioned off on eBay. Five six seven oh five sixty. How many votes we got in that pool now? Nobody has seen say nothing. Well, I, I can understand because maybe they got better taste than than uh, I do for buying that. Eight ninety nine, and that's just fine. You know, it's not it's not like the twelve thirteen hundred we had you know, last. But it's Friday, right? Right. In addition to which, they're getting really tired of these movie pools. It was George's idea. Sorry, no, it was my idea. And not a damn thing wrong with this pool. In fact, I can't. Even, I don't even remember what inspired me to do it. What the hell inspired? Oh, we me? were talking about something and it came up. I see. It popped right up. Twelve minutes past noon at QAM. I'll tell you what will pop up. Probably your belt will uh, be just loosening a couple of notches when you go to the Emerald Coast. You'll need a little extra room in there because, man, if they got a sea, a montagna of fantastic, delicious, fresh goodies at the Emerald Coast. It's Florida's number one Asian gourmet buffet is rated by Zagat Restaurant Review. And now every weekend, like right now, every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster served Thermidor style. And every night at the Emerald Coast is Crab Fest with Alaskan snow crab legs, Dungeness crab, and Jonah stone crabs. 
I guarantee you walk out of there with crabs all over the place. The menu still includes fresh oysters on a half shell and a sushi bar with over 30. About 30, man. Items. The Emerald Coast also serves juicy, delicious, succulent New York steaks cooked just the way you like them. Hand-carved prime rib. And on the weekends for dessert, be sure and check out Emerald Coast's famous 40-inch chocolate fountain. It'll leave you gasping for oxygen. You can hand dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, other decadent treats. And while you're at the Emerald Coast, be sure and check out their new all-you-can-eat sushi bar featuring sashimi, tuna tataki, over 20 different types of sushi rolls, and lots more looking straight back at you. The Emerald Coast has got three convenient locations to serve you. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. Reservations suggested. Call 954 954- Five seven two thirty eight twenty two. Before you go on that fifty calorie a day diet, make this you know just splurge one last time. Do it this weekend for a fantastic feast at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This is Neil Rogers. This is five sixty Q A M. Yes. All right. Well, he's out of the room for the food show. He's right? out of the room. He ran out of the room. He let the break run out, and he ran out of the room. Yeah, let me do this. He went out to, uh, when it comes to sports. He went out to Green Bay, too, and walked away from Ray already came in here and said hi. Or maybe he just went down the hall to uh, start his new job at Power. Floridians, dumb as dirt. I'm the good ship. Oh, this dad, it's a slave ship, and it's very hot when you roll all day. And with you on the back with change. It's a wooden ship, and it smells a lot like an armpit or a bad ache. But when you die of disease, they throw the body in the sea. Here's a bullet and the Jews and the Arabs hate each other. <laughs> Twelve seventeen at five sixty. I'm getting so tired of that whole thing. You know, just leave us out, okay? Let them uh, duke it out and uh, to hell with it. Let them sure. throw. Uh, they can throw falafel balls and these Raiders can throw steel matzo balls and to hell with it. <sighs> so nobody saw us say nothing. I'm sure we'll get no response, and that's okay. I guess the public out there must be a very alert. Mm. Maybe they all have a list of movies you must absolutely not watch, like Broadcast Mountain, for example. And speaking of that, yeah, little disharmony going on there. See, I want to preface this by saying all this, and I granted I only watched half the movie, but all this big simmons about Heath Ledger and his great acting. Let me tell you this. He may be a great actor, but it sure wasn't because of anything he did in that movie. Because he was he was as wooden as a totem pole. I mean, he was just, uh, you know, down and expressionless. Was it and, into the role? Is and that he what you're grunted saying? a little bit, you know. And he didn't do anything. But he sure opened up a big mouth. Let's see. Now, what does this say? The Red yeah, Violin. The Red Violin. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it's about. Sitting at the doctor's office this morning, two 85-year-old old cockers are sitting there. I mentioned Neil Rogers and the idea that CNN is evil. They called me a moron and said, why would you listen to that, Meshuggah? The old people hate you. Well, so what else is there, okay? I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. I'm at least stimulating their juices to flow a little bit in their bag. Ledger says Clooney, not Gildenhall, deserves the Oscar. Oh, my God. How do you like that? For what? For that movie? For that movie. That is correct, sir. Absolutely correct. Heath Ledger surprised a packed Berlin Film Festival. You got your food from John the Baker already. Yeah, that sounds like to me. Baked ah. ziti. Oh, man. Josh copied me. Did he really? And the good part is, 
Yes. No ricotta cheese in it, just mozzarella and uh, mm. sauce and zini. No sloppy uh, sub- uh, sloppy sausage? Well, I mean, I want to be able to keep my hands clean. That was a little bit uh, daunting. I see. I mean, you get it all over you, man. And what about the pizza? You know, you know how it is when you tangle with sausage. Heath Ledger surprised a packed Berlin Film Festival news conference Wednesday night when he remarked that he believes George Clooney deserves the Best Supporting Actor Oscar this year for his performance in Syriana. I'll get back to you, Syriana. Jake Gyllenhaal, who appeared in Brokeback Mountain with Ledger, who himself was nominated for Best Actor Oscar, is also one of the Best Supporting Actor nominees. Ledger's remark came after a reporter noted that Clooney had told an earlier news conference at the festival that he didn't expect to win any of the three categories for which he'd been nominated. He's also nominated for director and screenplay categories for Good Night and Good Luck, adding, there's been a lot of uh, Brokeback Mountain stuff, whatever that means. Ledger, appearing at the festival to promote his latest film, the Australian-produced Candy, expressed delight that he'd been able to make five films back-to-back over the past year and credited director Terry Gilliam for showcasing his talents in The Brother Grimm, thereby opening up more interesting choices for him. He said he found that working in Australia on Candy incredibly liberated, was incredibly liberating in the sense it was the first film I've done using my own accent in about eight years, he said. When one reporter asked what the difference was for him to be making love to a woman in one film and to a man in another, he replied, The Stubble. Cute. To which we replied, what I said. <laughs> Yeah, The Stubble. <laughs> Well, he didn't say where the stubble was. You know. I see. Not the first thing. But how do you like that? So he's given a little stuck there to Jake Gyllenhaal. Sure. I guess he's probably P.O.'d, you know. And I really don't know which one killed which one at the end of the movie, so maybe that has something to do with it. One of them killed the other one. Right. And if you think I'm ever going to watch the end of that movie, man, it would take a lot of cash. I'd rather watch Say Nothing, even, even, if, it's got like, even if it owes two stars. I think that's the only way you're going to find out what, uh, what, what it's all just about. To watch it. Oh, just I, I will. Because you, know, you listen to other people, what the hell do they know? WQAM, hello. You're a self-hating Jew. Remember that. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, um, sir. I'm a pool man, so I'm in and out of my truck, so I apologize if you have this on your pool. It's not War of the World. <laughs> it's uh, not <laughs> only on three. the pool. It's number three with a bullet. Oh, it is. Dick Cheney just shot it. <laughs> okay. Oh, 5670560 here on the Self-Hating Jew Show, Pond 560 in the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. 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 Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I want to Great. wish you a happy. I want to wish you a happy anniversary in case I don't get on in a week. About thirty, man. Thank you. You deserve it. Um, yes, I do. Also, I got something to do for today's poll, but you know we missed one yesterday. The Roadrunner. <laughs> was it on there? Yes, he was. The Roadrunner was on there. The Roadrunner. No, it was uh, Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Ninety-one votes. No, it was Wiley Coyote without the Roadrunner. All right, oh, it I have it right in my hand here. Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Ninety-one votes. Sorry. I have it in my hand in the uh, poll too. And my poll All right, today, today's was the War of the World. It was horrible. Was uh, Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise, you fairy. Right. That was a horrible. Okay, end. thanks. Five six seven. Oh, it's number three with seventy-eight votes. We keep repeating that over and over again. Don't keep piling on poor Tommy. Okay, he's got issues. He's got those Yay. issues. But there's uh, well, Mr. Spock. He's got his uh, fingers apart. He's got that big smile because he took the leave. If I have to see that spot one more one more time. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. With Leonard Nimoy on there where he can't go on because he's got arthritis nope. and he can't. Uh, it hurts when he tries to do the thing with the fingers, you know. Nope. I keep trying to do that. Yeah, I, I got it. You know, where he does the two fingers, uh, whatever that Mr. Spock thing is. He's got all those silly-ass Trekkies out there in the audience all dressed up like a bunch of overgrown children. A bunch of 45-year-old children. Jonathan and Plantation says the movie with the worst ending of The Last American Virgin. The main character ends up driving away crying, missing his stereo that he hocked to buy an expensive ring for a bitch who left him heartbroken. He didn't says, I wanted to kill somebody. He didn't hock a stereo to get her a ring. He got hooked a stereo to get her an abortion because she got pregnant, having sex with his friend, and he went back, she went back to the friend. Well, I guess Jonathan needs you to drama diaphragm. I'm telling you. Or maybe she needed one. 
You know what was? He says the main character ends up driving away crying, missing his stereo that he hocked to buy an expensive ring for a bitch who left him heartbroken. She needed an abortion. He, he hocked the uh, stereo to buy uh, to pay for an abortion. Yeah, that she because she got pregnant having sex with his friend, and as, she, oh. as soon as she got rid of the baby, she went back to the friend. And what's horrible wow. about that movie is that it's true to life. That's exactly what the bitch will do to you. Miserable, hateful bitch. That's with right. Stabby in the back. That's or just right. Stabby in the end. Rectum. Well, whatever. Let's put it on there anyway to make uh, Jonathan happy. Oh, no, we already American put it on there. He's absolutely right, even though he's wrong. Oh. Hey, well, he interpreted wrong, but he's right. The ending sucks. Oh, yeah. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you, man? Okay. Uh, one for your poor man. Castaway. Castaway? Castaway, man. I, I, I was, Castaways, I was, boy, 125th in Biscayne. Remember that? I was into it the whole movie, and I was, oh, God, the ending was, oh. Anyway. You, didn't, you didn't see Say No, uh, Say Nothing, did you? No, no, I didn't see that. Good. Well, it makes up for it. Okay, thanks. Nobody saw it. No. Nope. William Baldwin and Nastasia Kinski. Nastasia. No, is it Nastasia? It's Nastasia. Uh, I don't think so. When I heard that, I thought, get out of here. That's not how you say it. And then apparently, yeah, yeah. She I know my whiskey, baby, and I don't think it's, uh, well, whatever it is. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I need to ask George, does Anne Hathaway get uh, naked in that bag movie? That's what I'm told. Topless, All right. Anyway, topless. All right, go out and get it right All now. Right. All right. Go get All it immediately. All right. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon the wireless lines. Jelly at 2, Mad Dog from Gatsby's and Baby and uh, Baby Baby at 4. Curtis at 780K10. What a lineup. And we got Ray Perry back. Oh. And we got the Orifice Opens at uh, 4 in the morning starting on Tuesday. Oh. No more screwing around, man. <laughs> Joe Bell finally is laying down the law. He says, Greg, get out of my orifice. Let me get in there and just get all your crap out of there. We're going to auction it off on eBay. and Just get out. Get out of the building already and let me do my thing. I especially like when he picked Todd Wreck up and just spun him around like gave him that airplane spin yesterday after the show. That was good. WQAM, hello. And there you guys are kicking in mole style today. Yeah, ancient. <laughs> Bye. Give me a helping hand, man. Help up an old man. Get up an old man. I'm an altar boy. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560. I, I bet you the guy with the fanny pack shows up, too, tomorrow. All your old friends are invited to show like up. Maybe Kenny Block will up. be there with his oh, yeah. uh, green teeth. Uh -huh. Maybe Blind Mike, somebody will bring him. Maybe, In fact, maybe Blind Mike can drive Gilbert over to see you. That would be special. WQAM, hello. If it's good enough for Al Pacino, why can't Blind Mike do it? QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Buenas tardes. Hey, I was wondering if you knew whatever happened with Ben Yahweh. What do you mean, whatever happened with him? What happened to that guy? You know, He's the Yahweh's and that whole killer. terrorist thing he had going on? Yeah. Over He's here in jail, Allendale? Man. Yeah. He's in he, jail? He's cooling his heels, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know how they usually work from prison. Who knows? Yeah, okay. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep going. These are great. Oh, they are. Hey, I'm going to take about 4,000. I may just hold off my pull. Although I got a really good article by Eric Alterman called The Gas Bag Gap. Oh, it's good. No sound effects, are there? Documents show Maryland held election in primary on un uncertified illegal diebold voting machines. I just, I got so much good stuff. But you're right. The calls are already, uh, that's the meat and potatoes, man, the bread and butter. That's the head cheese. This is Neil Rogers. Can you smell it? This is 560 AM. Friday, you bastard. And now. The show that's the antidote to those liberal media distortions of our government. It's the West Texas Wing. My fellow Americans, I come before you tonight to explain why it's okay for me to easy drop on your telephone conversationals. 
You see, I only listen to the calls of suspected Al-Qaeda terrorists. I'd never listen to the calls of good, honest, God-fearing, patriotic Americans. Oh, oh, by the way, if Betty Dubois from Pueblo, Colorado is watching tonight, your husband's cheating on you with your sister. And that nice guy who just moved in across the street, he, he ain't divorced. He's gay. But, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know, unless he's a cowboy. <laughs> Come back next time for a fair and balanced, compassionately conservative view of our government in action. Only on the West Texas Wing. 1233, 27 to 1 at QAM. U.S. District Judge Marsha Cook refused to set bond today, bond today for accused terrorist Jose Padilla, who used to be Jose Padilla. But now he's Jose Padilla. Padilla's lawyers had challenged his pre-trial detention and requested that the alleged Al-Qaeda operative be allowed to stay at his mother's Broward County condo Oy. under 24-hour house arrest. Pubic defender Michael Caruso argued that Padilla never trained in any terrorist training camp, as the government has alleged, and that he's not a danger to the community. Moreover, Padilla's defense lawyer said the federal magistrate who ordered pre-trial detention should have considered Padilla's three-and-a-half-year detention in military custody as an enemy combatant. Trial is scheduled to begin early September for Padilla, who was charged along with four other men as being a uh, dirty bomb uh, slimeball. I almost said D-bag. Can't say D-bag. It's in D-bag, but you can't say D-bag. That's what most of D-bag. Eric Alterman writes the gas bag gap, and then we're going to like take 7,000 calls till 2 o'clock. What do you say? Do it. Do it now. I am psyched, man, to do that. Eric Alderman writes, mainstream reporters tend to see both liberal and right-wing critics as a bunch of whiners who just don't get it. And in many cases, they're right. But being mainstream reporters, they tend to believe, nay, know, that they're always right. In fact, journalism is just about the only field whose practitioners routinely justify themselves on the basis of the fact that they receive criticism from both sides. The possibility that they might be screwing up in two or more ways simultaneously appears to be beyond their imaginative capabilities. During the past generation, these same mainstream journalists have lurched to the right, thanks in large measure to an extremely well-funded, well-organized, and well-disciplined conservative political assault compromising essentially two tactics, a willingness and ability to make life miserable for those who don't go along, and a determination to shape the zeitgeist in such a way that those who do go along may not even know that they're doing it. In other words, what Tony Soprano cannot accomplish, leave to Antonio Gramsci. While most fair-minded observers ought to agree with the above, especially in light of the rise of the far-right media empire of Rupert, Rush, O'Reilly, Talk Radio, etc., it's still pretty difficult to prove. Most academic studies of media content are compromised because, even with the best intentions, it's impossible to control for independent political variables. As, as for the decades-old studies purporting to show that reporters vote Democratic, when not biased in the first place, they tell us nothing about the content of the news. A number of Rupert Murdoch's top lieutenants claim to be liberal Democrats. A lot that matters. And remember, this study does not include Fox. God huh. forbid. All this is reason to welcome the new study by David Brock's Media Matters for America. Hey, David. You fairy. Titled, If It's Sunday, It's Conservative. MMA conducted a content analysis of ABC's This Week with George Stepp on top of us, CBS's Face the Nation with Okie Dokie, and NBC's Eat the Press with that red-faced uh, goofball Tim Russert. Classifying each one of the nearly 7,000 guests from Bill Clinton's second term, George W. Bush's first term, and 2005 as either Democrat, Republican, conservative, progressive, or neutral. Its key finding, the balance between Democrats slash progressives and Republicans slash conservatives was roughly equal during Clinton's second term, with a slight edge toward Republicans slash conservatives. 52% of the ideologically identifiable guests were from the right, 48% from the left. But in Bush's first term, Republicans slash conservatives held a dramatic advantage, outnumbering Democrats slash progressives 58 to 42%. In 2005, the figures were identical, 58 to 42% for the Nazis. In addition, more panels tilted right, a, number of Republican, a greater number of Republican conservatives than Democrat progressives than tilted left for every single year of the study. In some years, the gap was as high as 4 to 1. 
Moreover, congressional opponents of the Iraq War were all but banished from the Sunday shows, especially in the period just before it was launched. When spokespeople for the shows were contacted to explain this dis uh, the disparity, they claimed that they go where the action is, and today the action is Republican slash conservative. Though it should be noted that the face of the nation was considerably fairer than Meet the Press or This Week. But of course, were that true, then the Clinton years would have uh, been just as tilted in favor of Democrat progressives as the Bush years have been toward Republican conservatives, but of course they're not even close. Think about it. These shows feel empowered to engage in an agenda-setting discussion with a panel of mostly right-wing politicians, followed by a journalist panel, which conservatives are paired almost exclusively with down-the-middle reporters, rather than a writer or thinker who might credibly represent the liberal side. Every week, a politically neutered George Step on top of a seeks the wisdom of the deeply right-wing George Will, and the neutral, though personally conservative, Fareed Zakaria, with no balance whatsoever. Sam Donaldson, a liberal who previously was an exception to this rule, though no liberal I know would have picked him to represent our side. The guest list for the far more influential Meet the Press tells a similar story. Why, asked the MAA Studies author Paul Waldman, would the producers of the shows believe that a William Sapphire, 56 appearances since 97, or Bob Novak, 37 appearances, is somehow balanced by Gwen Ifield with 27 or Dan Baltz with 22? What's more, despite having been produced by a liberal think tank, the study's grading of the guests, where the rubber hits the road, is extremely generous to the right-wing side, and therefore precludes any credible complaints that it's a product of liberal bias. For instance, liberal hater Joe Klein, together with war supporters Peter Beinert and George Packer, are coded progressive. And Cokie Roberts and David Broder, who openly detest both Clinton and Gore, while frequently apologizing for Bush, together with former GE chairman Jack Welch and Mrs. Alan Greenspan, Andrea Mitchell, were classified as neutral. Remember how quickly Mitchell, how quick Mitchell was during the 2004 debates to accuse Kerry of demagoguery for daring to criticize her husband, Alan Greenspan? Indeed, as far as critical commentary goes, with the occasional exception of E.J. Dion, there's not a single unapologetic liberal on any of these shows, save perhaps an annual appearance as a kind of anthropological curiosity. Tune into every show every week for a year, and you're unlikely to see Frank Rich, Paul Krugman, Rich, Rick Hertzberg, Harold Meyerson, or anyone associated with The Nation, The American Prospect, The Washington Monthly, New York Review of Books, Salon, In These Times, Mother Jones, or even the liberal remnant inside the New Republic. When you think about it, it's a tribute to the American people that they remain as receptive to liberal arguments as they do, given how infrequently they hear any of them. How do you like that? That's what Eric Alderman says. He's good. Mm -hmm. You know what else is good? This is Edie that I'm almost done with. Really? Well, I'll tell you, so the only fast. thing to be better is having somebody read you an Eric Alderman uh, column while you're eating a uh, baked you know from John the Baker. John the Baker. For your father. For your father. Wasn't he in The Godfather? For your father. Remember That's that? right. Enzo the Baker. I mean, John the Baker. Right. Enzo. Yeah, well, John was standing out there with his hand in his uh, coat. Mm -hmm. Five six seven oh five sixty. Are we going to take calls today or what? Absolutely. I mean, once we come back after this break, we're going to take calls up the old uh, nose. The worst movie ending of all time. Getting choked up about it. Nine forty four. Oh, we got that thousand licked, you know? Easy. The Blair Witch Project. I'm only going to read like uh, half a dozen. Blair Witch Project eighty nine. Easy Rider eighty two. Because there's a battle going on here. We got a real battle. Easy Rider eighty two. War of the Worlds, 81. Those look like the three contenders. Contact, 65. I think Josh picked that. Yes, he did. And I agree, but I chose Blair Witch, you know. A1 Artificial Intelligence, 61. Why is he not there now? Is he out eating or is he out... Uh... No, I'm, I'm right, right here. here. Oh, I thought maybe you were out already uh, acing, deucing, and tracing. No, not yet. Okay. Any minute now, though. Any second. Now, well, after the first 15 slices, it starts uh, trying to work its way back to you or out of you. 20 to 1 at 560 WQM, a plethora of call coming up soon. Trust me. This or is Neil Rogers. One or two this minutes. This is 560 QAM. Who smells it? Yeah, it has always 
Absolutely. Who would get that old girl that can't be forgotten? I blame others, but it's me that's so foul. Another one is coming from my back. I listen to my thoughts. My ass cheeks spread in two. Listen to my thoughts. The sweet smell of my food. You don't like what you're smelling. But it's great to me. Listen to my thoughts. And it was an S-P-E-D. Oh, speaking of that, last week I'm sitting at Woodbine. There was a young lady who sat down next to me. I swear to you. Some, uh, I, don't, I don't know where she's yeah, from. You choice me not? Some Asian bitch. She sat down next to me, and I swear to you, fart would be an understatement. I think it may have been a lot more serious than that. It just... And I sat there. I thought for sure I was going to swoon. I mean, it, and it just kept getting more and more intense. And you know, usually, if you just hold your breath and like put your head off to the side, mm-hmm. it'll dissipate after a few seconds. And you, oh, thank God! No, no this just kept getting more and more intense, right. which indicates to me that it may have been a little more serious than just a little gas. Maybe it took a liking to you. Perhaps a little Hershey kiss back there. Uh, <laughs> And this guy likes Mr. Goodbar, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's I, what it I was. Think, I, think the see, I think you ought to see Mr. Goodwrench. <laughs> anyway, Tracy and Kendall says, this is a sad fact. One question about the poll, is the worst ending the same as the saddest? No, not really. Because uh, if we would have said the saddest, then uh, Amer- uh, American History X would have been on there, right? Right. That was depressing. That's a no, different it says, poll. If so, I have a couple of nominations along the lines of Million Dollar Baby, which I won't see because you or George revealed the ending. must have been George. I didn't see it. My nominations are The House of Sand and Fog. Right, very much along those lines. Uh, along what, sad or bad? Sad and, uh, and oh. pointless. Like, why are you getting me involved with all these characters' lives just to rip my guts out Where of the you? son gets inadvertently shot by the police, the parents kill themselves, and Jennifer Connelly goes to jail, and for rent, with its ending full of addiction and death from AIDS. Both left me literally depressed for hours afterward. Rent, is it rent? bad? Everybody has sad? AIDS? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tracy said. Not to get sappy, she says, but I'm one lady listener who thinks you and George are the greatest. I appreciate how you keep me informed and entertained. Last week it was time to put my 15-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever, Hobbs, to sleep. And listening to you helped keep my spirits up and even laugh on such a melancholy day. Thanks. Very sorry, Tracy, because there ain't nothing like a golden retriever. They're better than most human beings I've met in my life. Yep. Trust me. So I'm sorry about that. But the thing to do is go out and get you a new one right away. I'm not there. If, if I could have, uh, well, I wouldn't want it. It's, just, it's too much of a responsibility, especially for an old man like me that keeps falling down, you know. But uh, if, if I could have pets here, I'd probably give me a dog. A sure. little dog. Fly like another min pin, like Tiny. Matter of fact, why don't you get yourself a dog sled and you won't have to worry about falling down? That's a good idea. You know, seriously, I, that's the first time in my life, I'm 100 years old, and that's the first time I've ever been outdoors where you couldn't walk. I mean, I'm not joking. Uh, you, the you the ice so was times. like, uh, yeah. huh? Like slicker than snot? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slicker than snot. You thought it was a sidewalk, but it's not. Frequently, yeah. Good God, that was bad. And the old man extends his hand to me. Take my hand. I said, oh, no. I don't want to take your hand, Pally. Take it. <laughs> oh. But isn't that that's typical of these people? Just being a nice guy. Picks up the items that fell out of my bag. I open right. up the sack. He put them back in the very... And, I, and I, don't, I, I was wondering to myself, how come this old guy is standing, you know? How come he's moving around and he's not flopping down? Maybe he had goulashes on or something. Yeah, probably has some grippy shoes. There you go. WQAM, or maybe teeth. QAM, hello. 
Hello, Neil. How are you? Good. You're doing a good job today, pal. I'm always doing a good job, sir. That's I'm true. Training. Just ask That's me. That's true. Uh, the biggest heartbreaker, the ending of the movie, The Terminal, I just thought that, that he was going to get the woman, and I, I just thought it was going to be beautiful. But it, it, it was, was that terminal? one? Yeah. You know, Tom Hanks? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see a Tom Hanks movie if you no, I had him. a tragic beginning when I uh, it started, and I thought it was Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that always does and, it for me. And then for all, for all you football fans, Friday Night Lights, just a terrible ending. Okay. Or just right. terrible. Okay, thanks, Pally. Thanks, Neil. What do you mean just terrible? You saw a football movie? I saw a football movie. Oh, and, no. And it sucked. Why? It was on. I mean, you're a guy that won't watch a football game. Why would no, you watch a football no, movie? I don't that watch other no people play games, but I will watch movies, you see. The, the, about, pe- about people playing games. The, the, the sport is that, part so of the plot. You don't want to play golf, but no, maybe you watch golf on TV now? You're no, going to finally admit no, to us? Are you out of the no, closet on that, no, Tommy? No, no, It's a well, movie. I understand it. It's a movie, well, okay, and the sport so is part of the plot device. If they make the Jack Nicholas story, you'll go and see that. The Tiger Woods story. I'm going to get front A movie about golf. Right. I'm going to camp out to get the tickets for it. Right. How about the Carmen Salvino story? Are you going to see that? What about the Eddie Kowalik story? By the way, the movie, Friday Night Lights. The Buddy Bomar story. I bet you'll go see the Bob Bomar story. Bob Bomar was a driver at uh, Batavia Downs in Buffalo Raceway. Dick Feinberg will tell you all about Bob Bomar. He'd open up about a 15-length lead in the backstretch, and the, in the stretch, they'd have to bring out a tank of oxygen for the horse and the driver. That's called puking in the stretch. What is that that you're playing? It sounds like Once Upon a Time in America. Close. It's Andean pipe music. But that's, that's, Made that's by what Andy that... I remember yeah. the scene? Yes, yes. It was an opium trip. You just wasted four and a half hours if you watched the unexpurgated version of Hole in Ball Once Upon a Time in America. It's a great movie, though. Noodles. It's a great movie. Not really. In fact, every time I think of Noodles, it's I think a long, of It's a long noodles. movie. It's yeah, by, you don't it's think by, it's a great movie? No, I thought it was adequate, but it's just... Yeah, oh, my God. Adequate, my ass. Oh, my God. That's not what I heard. No, you're confusing it with uh, that one with Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon. Adequate. No. Adequate. <laughs> he said, waving the hanky. Adequate. Remember Look, that? It took me three tries to get through the long version of it. And by the and time I says, did... I'm dying by the time I did, I thought, that too. That, that's what I went... That's what I had to endure is because of is to that. To get in other words, you didn't like when James Woods got ground Look, up in the garbage truck at the end. There were a lot of things I liked about the movie all the way through, but as a whole... I I, I, I didn't like the thing where he calls him, you know, he Mr. Uh, yeah. whatever, because what, what, he's a big politician now, and he, like, uh, pretending that they don't know each other. Well, what's that? You right. know, what is that? There were a lot of good things about the movie, but overall it was overblown. In addition to which, when you told me that James Woods was Jewish after his poor performance in there with that Pach and Tukas, well, what kind of a juice is Pach and Tukas? I don't know. Maybe he's Israeli. Well, that explains it. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. Neil, did anyone tell you about Say Anything yet? No, please do. What do you want to know? Uh, well, how is it? You saw Say Nothing? Oh, yeah, Say Anything. That's what <laughs> Well, <clears throat> what do you want to know about it? It does have a sad ending. No, I, I'm, I'm not talking about in that terms. I, I just bought the movie because it looked good. I was in the video, the story, you know? Uh-huh. And I bought it, and then I read the reviews, and the reviews all absolutely say it sucks. So I'm just curious, is it worth watching or not? Well, that depends on you. I mean, I mean, it's, it's about a couple and stuff like that. I don't want to ruin it for well, you. Well, on, I mean, on a scale of 10, how many stars would you give it? I would say probably a five or six at most. Oh, I'll give it a shot. Like Dick Cheney would say, I'll give it a shot. By the way, The Last American Virgin does have a very, very sad ending. Okay. But it also has a lot of great music from the late 70s and 80s in it. And George was right. The guy did hawk the stereo to get the role in abortion. and the girl Yeah, kind of like George Bush did in Texas. What's wrong with that? Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Really? He hawked the stereo, too? I don't know. He hawked the China. Five six seven oh five sixty. You self-hating Jew. <laughs> oh Maybe man. Some of you people really crack me up. That goes to show you when you eat too much uh, kosher. You know, a little kosher is okay. A little bit of deli is good. But too much kosher, you'll be doing oya clogs oh, all the rest of your life.
You'll be doing quintuple bypass pretty soon, especially on those cheese blintzes, man. I sure love those. Oh, God. You ever have cheese blintzes? Of course. They're great. What do you mean, of course? You remember the Villa Deli used to bring on oh, the, boy. the spread? It'll never be the same, man. Since the Villa Deli closed, life will never, kind of ever be the same. Oh, my God. They yeah. had a kishki that would just tear your kishkis mm-hmm. out. It just The food there right. was, was just great. unbelievable. That German food sure is good. I beg your pardon? You know, blintzes. Yeah, five six seven oh five sixty Ruggeloff pound five sixty in the right. Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. I'm getting married. WQAM, hello. Could only help. QAM. Hey Neil. Yes sir. How you doing? Okay. I was kind of disappointed I didn't see my favorite uh, character yesterday. Who's that? Mohammed. Yeah, we already had that one. Somebody already tried that. Five six seven oh five six. I told you we take a lot of calls. Maybe we'll get a good one between now and two o'clock. You you pressed me on it. You said take fifty, uh, maybe a hundred thousand, or maybe just About thirty man, thirty thousand. I don't see a whole lot of them coming in though right now. Now that we're trying to like uh, extend a hand of friendship to this uh, Florida crowd, <laughs> it's like that. Even on a Friday, man, sun right. is shining here. All that ice is melted away. There. Not a not a flake of snow. It looks like the middle of summertime until you walk outside. Of course, wonder what the temperature is right now. I'm sure that uh, Castronova is taking notes on the Toronto weather. Let me take a puke. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's minus five. What is that? About twenty-six, I would say. Guy, that would be my guess. I'm not too good at it. Minus stuff. I know all the plus numbers. Yeah. I get up to minus two is like twenty-eight. I'd say maybe like twenty-four or something like that. And windy, so it feels like uh, you know about ten below zero. But other than that, it looks really good. WQAM. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You. Yep. The worst ending ever. Uh, the Truman Show. Okay. Ed Harris's character should have had the sap killed off. Okay, thanks. That sounds like a Jim Carrey movie to me. It is. I never saw it. I never. I know what it is, and the same thing keeps happening over and over and over. And I never saw it. You want to know why? Because just like uh, we feel about um, uh, Tom Hanks, I feel about Jim Carrey. Well, maybe not exactly the same. No. Because once upon a time, I actually liked Jim Carrey a little bit. I used to like Tom Hanks. That was a long time ago. I, I liked him in the, uh, that Fish Called Wanda. That wasn't the movie. It was in the uh, whatever it was with the uh, the uh, mermaid. Splash. Splash. Well, that's pretty complicated. Splash. Who was in that? Who played the mermaid? Daryl Hannah. Well, Daryl Hannah. There you go. Was she from Hanna Barbera? No. Anyway, she was. Uh, that, that was pretty good. It was cute. It wasn't mm-hmm. a good movie, but it was cute, you know. And she was in there, and I'm sure you like that. But yeah. uh, that was it. And after that, he should have just gone away, you know, just like Greg Reed. Okay, you did your damage. Now pack up your goodies and go just away, please. That's this it. is Neil Rogers. They're out of there. This is 562 AM. <laughs> Harry Whittington's there, man. Visited them for over 25 years and have had some wonderful trips and visits. Ah, ah, they, propped him, they propped him up against the wall, and the last thing he said was, I'm dying over here. Oh, here's an offer you can't refuse. It's the Neil Rogers one to two hour. Mm. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, is it true that you, as White House counsel, wrote the memo which basically okays the use of non-traditional interrogation of combatants, uh, a.k.a. torture, to gather information? Oh, that is not correct, Senator. Uh, Mr. Gonzalez, would you like a minute to think about that answer? No, Senator. Uh, I don't like okay, one more time, Mr. Gonzalez. I never said Now, before I release the dog, Mr. Gonzalez, may I suggest that if you like your family jewels in one piece? Senator, I never... Okay, 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 I did it, I did it, I did it. Oh.
Okay. okay. There now. Wasn't that easy? No. Yes, Jimmy, yes, Jimmy, yes. Okay, now, let's move on to your stand on Roe v. Wade. Can I have the jumper cables moved a little lower, please? Thank you. Yeah, right down there by his third foot. Two minutes after one, here's the fact that says, how about Soylent Green for your movie pool? What do you say? I've started a long time ago, and I don't yeah. remember whether... Well, huh? we'll put it on there just to edify them. I mean, it was just weak all the way through, but whatever. Oh. Wasn't Charlton Heston in that, or am I That's losing him. my no, mind? No, no, you're... Oh, my you are God. losing your no. mind, but not there. Not, not no there. wonder it was a kind of weak. You son of a bitch. Nice spandex pants, by the way, Chuck. White House ordered to release spy papers. See, I do want to take a lot of calls, but quite frankly, they're very weak anyway. A uh, federal judge ordered the Bush administration yesterday to release documents about its warrantless surveillance program or spell out what it is withholding, a setback to efforts to keep the program totally under wraps. At the same time, the Republican chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee said he had worked out an agreement with the White House to consider legislation and provide more information to Congress on the eavesdropping program. The panel's top Democrat, who has uh, re- had re- requested a full-scale investigation, immediately objected to what he called an abdication of the committee's responsibilities. And bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-boop, goes on, bada-beep goes on. Boy restrained at boot camp dies from sickle cell. Do you see that? Panama City. No. I was just talking about Panama City the other day, and somebody got all bent out of shape about that. What was that all about? I, I forgot. Was that just a crank, or was that like uh, some serious guy? Oh, I don't remember. How can a crank about Panama City with those beautiful white beaches and all those uh, busloads of uh, goyim? A 14-year-old boy who died while being restrained at a military-style boot camp suffered from a sickle cell trait, natural complications of which caused the teen's death, according to the medical examiner's report released yesterday. However, the report was not enough to placate. I'm going to tell you, if I have to see Kara Phillips ever again in my life, I'm, I may uh, shoot somebody, you know. I may take her ass uh, bird hunting, which, by the way, during every break, I just I just can't stop with a Cheney or quail hunt. Oh, that, yeah. That's my favorite. Who Never miss. However, the report was not enough to placate the boys' parents and local leaders in Panama City who requested that U.S. Justice Department investigate whether Martin Lee Anderson's civil rights were violated by the use of excessive force. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced yesterday it will grant the request for a federal inquiry. Bay County, Florida Medical Examiner Charles Siebert said in a report that Anderson died of internal bleeding, a complication of his sickle cell trait. He added that he found no evidence of blunt force trauma or bruising that would have indicated the boy was handled with excessive force. Anderson collapsed and died January 6th after he complained of breathing difficulties while running on a track during the intake process of the Bay County Sheriff's Office boot camp program. I'll tell you who to blame for this is that bitch Sally Jesse. I'll tell you that right now. All right. She's the one who wanted to put all of America into some ass boot camp, you know? Yeah, every day. What, Murray, kind of a, what kind of a show is that? No wonder that bitch is off the air. Teenage okay. boot camp. Every single freaking day, man. Boot camp. Yeah, good idea. And then they gave her ass to boot. Oh, look at this. And they're waiting a speech from your vice president. How do you like that? Wow. We don't care. We don't want to hear any more lies. We're tired of the lies already. We're tired of the BS. Just impeach the boat of them already. Just stick somebody in there. Just stick Howard Dean in there already and cut the crap. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. We got our thousand votes yet. Once we do that, I can like uh, rest easy. Feel Close. like we accomplished something. Nine ninety four. We need six mole. Piece of cake, right? Right. And nine ninety seven. Nine ninety seven. And before before we even punch up the next call, before I do it, it'll be a thousand. Movie with the worst ending. Blair Witch Project ninety six. Easy Rider eighty seven. War of the Worlds ninety four. Contact fifty uh, sixty six. AI artificial intelligence sixty two. A eh? Vanilla Sky, 56. Apocalypse Now, 43. Planet of the Apes, 39. How about the Grape Ape? The Village, 38. Saving Ryan's Privates, 34. I hate this pull, 33. See that? Mm-hmm. Beats out Magnolia, that hurt, 29. The Abyss, 27. Million Dollar Baby, 22. Jacob's Ladder, 17. The Birds, 17. Fight Club, 16. A Fish Called Wanda, 14. Mulholland Drive, 13. Strange. 
Minority Report 13, The Natural 13, Donnie Darko 13. Fabulous movie, crappy ending, he dies. The Matrix Rev uh, Revolution 12, that was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal before he turned uh, gay. Looking for Mr. Goodbar 12. Oh, by the way, Josh has uh, marked it down his counter. He's got to be sure and watch on Tuesday the Supernatural to see if they're still sleeping in the same hotel room. Yeah, I didn't. Sam and Dean. Sleeping in the same bed? Yeah. Kind of Cold feet. Mountain, yeah. it's, a, it's a single bed, too. Chinatown 11, Superman 2 9, The Game 9. That was uh, that was a pretty good movie, and then the ending did ruin it. You're right, with Michael Douglas. Remember that? Have you seen it? No. You haven't seen the game? I don't think so. Get out of here. There's only going to see it now. Blade Runner, pretty a marginal. clueless, a color of money, seven. L.A. Confidential, seven. The Big Lebowski, seven. The Big Lewinsky, Platoon, six. L.A. Story, six. Forty Days and Forty Nights, five. None of the above, four. Clue, four. As good as it gets, four. The Contender, four. Army of Darkness, four. Castaway, three. The Last American Virgin, three. Thelma and Louise, three. Murder by Death, three. I think The Last American Virgin is Condor Leaser. Stardust Memories, three. The Champ, huh? Trust me, she ain't ever been touched by no man. That's not what I said. I didn't hear what you said. I'm probably glad. Yeah, you ought to be glad. Murder by Death, three. Stardust Memories, three. The Champ, two. Pushing Tin, two. Is that like trying to push, uh, well, like uh, Jackie Bell said in Bosnia. The Heartbreak Kid, two. The Truman Show, one. Bullworth, one. Bad ending is right. That, that was kind of an interesting movie. The ending just absolutely sucked. Destroyed everything. The Thing, one. Unfaithful, one. Twelve Angry Men, one. Red River, one. Zero for Soaring in Green. Friday Night Lights. The Red Violin. I thought the Red Violin already had one before. Now I think somebody took the vote away. Maybe it's on twice. Amistad. Good ship Amistad. None to live and die in L.A. has got none. A thousand and six votes. Okay. <sighs> Now, now, I can breathe easy. Don't forget to join George tomorrow. Come by there and say, hey, little Georgie. That's right. Between 1 and 3 at Bass Pro Shops off I-95 and Griffin Road in Dania. Stop by to spin the QM wheel. Is uh, Miguel going to be there with you or not? I imagine. Miguel will be there, too. You don't want to see George. You probably want to see Miguel. Spin the wheel for your chance to win free prizes. Miguel will tell you stories about the good prizes and how they all got auctioned off on eBay. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I won for the poll. Yes, sir. Urban Cowboy, horrible. Okay. Wow, that was an interesting way that call ended. No, I think uh, I think somebody plucked that phone line right out of his hand. I don't think it was him. There's an interesting sound that makes when somebody like somebody from the phone company intercedes. Urban Cowboy. Now, didn't I see that? Who the hell is it? No, I didn't. That was John Revolta. John Revolta, yeah. Oh, I would, like I said, I wouldn't see I saw that. that in the theater. It was like No way, Jose. No, thank you. WQAM, hello. Neil? QAM, yes, sir. Hey, Neil. Uh, I want to first thank you for recommending to not see Brokeback. I almost saw it. I was in the Oh, bench. don't do it, man. Don't do uh, it. I'm not going to. Uh, I wanted to bring up, I'm, I'm sure you heard the hermaphrodite polar bears that are from the pollution. Have you heard about them? No. In the Arctic? Uh, okay, well, up in the Arctic, the polar bears have uh, mutated, and a lot of them become hermaphrodites because of the air pollution flying up there and then falling in rainwater into the food source, and then they eat it and they become poisoned. Basically, we're murdering everything up in the Arctic. Uh, the glaciers are melting at twice the Yeah, I got, that's the next story in my pile here, as a matter of fact. Greenland's the glaciers. I got it sitting right on my fist. Yeah, and uh, basically we've, we're destroying the planet. Fine. Right. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if it would be selective in its retribution? Because, you know, we're getting killed by global warming and, Mad cow and crazy yeah. bird and all this bull crap. Uh, wouldn't it be great if it just unloaded on all the bastards that are actually doing the damage and the people in power? Well, and the Republicans works in mysterious ways, man. Just keep that in mind. He works in mysterious ways. Well, just 
one thing, conservation.org, Conservation International, you could donate to that. I think they do good stuff for the environment. I'm pretty sure they're a solid uh, organization. They work with big corporations to get them to do good stuff instead of screwing everything up. So you might want to link to it on your website. You might want to check it out. But I figured I'd give you the heads up on that. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay. Hug a tree for Jesus, baby, because uh, they're destroying the planet. Greenland's glaciers are dumping more than twice as much ice in the land. Did you see the story on the news on this last night? No. Scary. <clears throat> They're dumping more than twice as much ice into the Atlantic now as 10 years ago because glaciers are sliding off the land more quickly, researchers said yesterday. This could mean oceans will rise even faster than forecast, and rising surface air temperatures appear to be the blame, the researchers report in today's issue of the journal Science. Glaciers around the world are disappearing fast. Several researchers told a meeting of the American Association for the Advancement of Science, Greenland is probably going to contribute more and faster to sea level rise than predicted. Eric Rigno of NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab at the California Institute of Technology told a news conference, between 96 and 2006, the amount of water lost from Greenland's ice sheet has more than doubled from 90 cubic kilometers to 220 cubic kilometers a year. One cubic kilometer is the amount of water L.A. uses in a year. 200 cubic kilometers of water is a lot of fresh water, Rigno said. Other experts agree this could mean that scientists have underestimated how much the sea level will rise in the future as the planet warms at 1.7 million square kilometers, that's 656,000 square miles, up to three kilometers, nearly two miles thick and a little smaller than Mexico. The Greenland ice sheet would raise global uh, level sea level by about 22 feet if it melted completely. 22 feet. In other words, bye-bye, Florida. Forget about New Orleans. Bye-bye, Florida. And, of course, bye-bye, Amsterdam, and bye-bye a lot of places. You know? Right, New York, L.A., Seattle. There you go. The study did not explore what is causing the rising air temperatures in Greenland, but most scientists agree that human activity, notably the burning of fossil fuels, is playing an important role in global warming. Oh, my as God. As if there's any doubt, as if there has to be a debate on this. They've calculated that Greenland contributes about two hundredths of an inch, that's half a millimeter, a silly little millimeter, to the annual one-tenth of an inch rise in global sea levels. Since 96, southeast Greenland's outer outlet glaciers have been flowing more quickly, and since 2000, glaciers farther north have also sped up. And then, of course, someday somebody will write a story about how God got angry again, and we had the big flood, and yeah, everybody yeah. drowned. Hey, Noah, get the ark ready, okay? Maybe get a hammer and some nails and start grabbing, uh, you know, a pair of uh, zebras and a pair of hippopotami and, you know pair of this and a pair of that. And don't pick Tom Cruise on there either if you want to, like, uh, perpetuate the human race. Right. Make sure you get a pair of Keats. Yeah. A pair of what? Oh, Keats. I thought you said with a T. Don't cool. say Keats with a T. A pair of those is good, too. Yeah. Always have one of those on there, too. Kind of, like, stimulate a little bit of reproduction, something. Very, very sad. Nobody cares. They talk about Ewell Gibbons and tree huggers and uh, bar bark eaters and all this other crap. That's, you know, just like this uh, Cheney guy there. His bark is worse than his uh, sky. Encompassed. Oh, this uh, old uh, Harry still uh, hawking by, 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 by Harry uh, Whittington, man. Uh, why don't you tell us how you guys are carousing with a couple of old babes and how you are boozing it up, okay, and going out and having a great old time. Come on, Harry, tell us the truth. I mean, there's about as much chance of getting the truth out of that story, just like, you know, Kennedy came back after Chappaquiddick the next day and decided to show up at the police station and make up his own story. Well, that's what's going on here. Mm -hmm. No one will ever know the amount of carousing and boozing and schmoozing and cruising and losing <laughs> that we're doing there. No sense to a grouse about it, though. 
And when you're shopping for shoes, comfort, value, and fit is what all shoppers want, and you get all these ingredients and much more. All of these things. All of these things. At Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. Brandy's carries an unbeatable selection of all the top brands like Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, SAS, Mephisto, New Balance, all the other top names in the shoe business. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters will make damn sure that you get a customized fit of your favorite comfort shoe. Ask for Arnie. He'll take good care of you. The pros at Brandy's really do understand fit and comfort. They even specialize in wide widths as well for those of you who really are plagued with those big, wide, platypus-type feet. Brandy's is worth your trip from just about any place in town, so don't forget. Comfort, style, fit, value, and selection are all waiting for you all the time at Brandy Shoes, 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open every day for your shopping convenience, Monday through Saturday till 9 and every Sunday till 5. And this week again, it's a great time to buy SAS shoes at Brandy's. Take 20 to 40 bucks off the retail price of all great men's and women's SAS styles this week at Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach or do your shoe shopping online at brandyshoes.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Absolutely. that uh, kid that died in Panama City. Authorities released a videotape today showing guards restraining a boy at a juvenile detention boot camp just hours before he died. The parents of 14-year-old Martin Lee Anderson believe the footage from a boot camp security camera will show that guards beat their son to death. They were viewing the one-hour, 20-minute uh, tape at their lawyer's office in Tallahassee as the FDLE made it pubic. How do you like that? So there's a love date for you. And there's uh, Dick Cheney. It's another very prominent building. God. Oh, and there we go again. The shooting was the worst day of my life. The quote, I had a very long weekend. Thankfully, Harry's on the mend. They didn't catch us with the broads. Uh, they didn't uh, do the breathalyzer because we made them uh, stalled them until the next day. Get out of here, you lion sack of garbage, you man. I'll never forget, as long as I lived, the day I wasted all that time before in uh, 2000. I read pages and pages of that book about this guy, a mm -hmm. thousand times worse than Bush. This is the, this is the evildoer right here. The other one's just, uh, he's just a nitwit. He's just along for the ride on his name, you know. There you go. And, of course, you know where this is, though? It's in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Right. That's in his hood, where he'll feel safe. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Like the guy that said yesterday, those 39% of America who just refuse don't confuse them with the truth, you know. Nasty, bigoted, right-wing, obnoxious, Bible-thumping, hypocritical, uh, closet queen bastards. Whatever the hell they are. They all got their thing. WQAM, hello. Neil God. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I, I, I really appreciate the uh, Eric Alterman uh, article. That was terrific stuff. It was good. 
I got to tell you, in the next in the next six months with the 2006 election coming up, it's, we're going to hear all these stories about how China's building up their military mm-hmm. and Iran's building up their nukes. I say let's just bomb. I say let's bomb everybody. Oh, oh you know. Yeah. I got one question for you, and I think you've been talking about it. But did you hear the story that he was with that uh, Cheney was with this uh, ambassador or something? Old bag, yeah. She looks. She looks. She looks like Harry Whittington. She looks just like the guy he shot. Yeah, well, I sent I sent the State Department an email and asked if they could verify the whereabouts of one of their ambassadors, but I haven't gotten re- <laughs> I haven't gotten a reply yet. Yeah, I guess I'm going to be registered soon. So yeah, I, I got news for you, man. They're probably t- listening on this call right now. <laughs> Good luck to you. Well, I guess we'll see. Take care. Don't, don't answer the door. In fact, they probably seem I'd be packing a piece. Piece of what? And look at that bitch, Kira Phillips. Seriously, her and Dana Bash. I don't know which one I'd like to bash their brains in if I could find them. Probably in there. Rectum. Oh, well, I can't see it. Thank goodness. Why? Why? Why, why don't you turn I'm it on? Man? Hinkley, you they were on, on one a... side and Dick Cheney on the other. Listen, oh I got my a God! Fest. I got cleavage fest. I got cleavage on one side. And he meets the other. Harry Whittington as he comes out of a hospital with a little dog and pony show, another photo op to show that he's still alive. And there's Cheney on the other side as they again try to do a little, you know, a little damage control here, a lot of damage control. And now we get them off the screen. Now we got to look at this bitch. Oh, seriously, she is. She makes Ava Brown look like a uh, good Samaritan. Kira Phillips. Oh, a bridge painter dangles from a the JB Bridge in St. Louis, Missouri, just in the CNN. And also another dog got lost. Really? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, here's some good news for you. The wife of Dolphins lineman will not press charges in that domestic violence case. Got to get the correct update. Okay. Okay. Damian McIntosh. I'm sure he's one of Josh's favorite football players. Yeah. The Dolphins offensive lineman who was arrested at his debut home yesterday on Wednesday and charged with domestic violence for allegedly knocking his wife to the floor was released from jail today on his own recognizance. Says there, that's today. Or, I mean, yesterday. McIntosh, 28, told officers he and his wife were arguing and he pushed her to the floor. According to a police report filed after his arrest 1041 Wednesday morning, McIntosh told police his wife hit her head pretty hard. His wife, Precious Totanis McIntosh, was taken to Cleveland uh, Clinic in Western release the same day. Precious Totanus McIntosh. Uh-huh. I wonder if she's kin to Fancy on Passions. Precious Fancy. On Thursday, Precious McIntosh said she wouldn't press no charges. And I do like the part, though, about how when they got there, uh, after she called from the bathroom, McIntosh led them to the bathroom where his wife was unresponsive with a face down on the floor. But no charges be allayed. Okay? WQAM, hello. Hello. Yeah. Hey, I uh, just want to let you know, Jimmy Hoffa, the Marcus Red Sox in Bloomfield Township on uh, Maple and uh, Telegraph. Yeah. And then last night, I made a radio accident. Seven ninety the ticket. Yes, seven ninety the ticket was broadcasting in the Olympic hockey oh. game, U.S. versus Latvia, at twelve midnight last night. Wow. That's how you get good ratings. <laughs> That'll do it every time. Man, that U.S. Latvia game. Well, I would say, if I'd have known, I'd have stayed up. Uh-oh, four workers were on a bridge when a scaffold broke there in San Luis. Okay, it's big news. Let's hop right on it. Everybody start running around in circles. Don't forget, when in question or in doubt, run in circles, scream and shout. And I'm sure glad I said that one guy, Money, don't, please don't go see that broke-ass mountain. Don't rent it. Don't buy it. Don't watch it. it is, and it's got, it really has nothing to do Yay. with that, that part of it. That, that, that's the least of the problems. The, the most of the problem it is ponderous and it is slow and it don't go anywhere. The acting is as dull as a forty-year-old razor blade. Okay, it is just bad. 
I mean, let's, you know, we get excited about watching a bunch of sheep run up and down the mountain and the dog, the sheep dogs. You know, if, that, if that turns you on, man, you'll love oh. it. If that's your cup of tea. <laughs> Otherwise, forget about it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Um, yeah. I just got an update on Dick Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, he suffers from TCB. Yeah. Typical cracker behavior. Okay, excellent. I wonder where he heard that. Wow. <laughs> you're the oh. one, man. I'm the folks said you're the one. You said take a zillion of these calls. They're going to be fabulous. And you're oh, right, right. They are. They are. And I wouldn't say fabulous. I'd say they're special. Each okay. one is special in its own right. You, you wish we could put, like a, put it in a little package and put like a little ribbon on it. Welcome back, Ray Perry, by the way. It's nice to have Ray Perry back. He's a good guy. We have no idea what he used to do, but now he's actually going to do a little bit of work. This is Neil Rogers. Here we go, Ray. Oh! This is 560 QAM. A consultant? No. Absolutely. I like to go fishing inside the shower store. Slip side and I go swishing and slap her off the wall. I bend over, over, try to aim it at my face. But I'm much too small, my tiny feet are away. Why the grips on my leg? When April showers just that way, I like a golden shower. Egg squirt, squirt, egg spray, taking a golden shower. I like a golden shower. I use the trickle down theory before I start to scrub. I rinse off my wee wee with a pair of looper gloves. No wind on my toes makes me feel so wet and wild. <laughs> Even in the street when I paint myself in miles. Aren't you glad that I use dial? When April showers start my way, I like a golden shower. I don't want to say that these appearances, these speeches are contrived, but there was Cheney speaking in Cheyenne, Wyoming, his home uh-huh. state. And look where your president is speaking right now in Tampa, Florida, with a group of Stepford wives. And you notice everything he says, they're all like nodding, just like the Stepford wives and guys. Huh. To enable us. Exactly. Uh, in Tampa, no less. And you can be sure that they were all like uh, cherry-picked and brought in by invitation only. And frist and uh, whatever right. else. Yeah. Okay, moving with the worst ending. Here's the top by handful. You want a small handful? The Blair Witch Project that. 99, that was George's pick, was nowhere this morning. And now it's on top. Easy Rider 88, giving it a little run there. War of the Worlds 87, we got a good battle going on, man. Contact 71, AI, Artificial Intelligence 64, and Vanilla Sky rhymes with AI 57. Apocalypse Now 43, I Hate This Pool 42. Magnolia, by the way, only has 31. Okay, so that's uh, where we are right now. I think it's a good poll. At least the Jay didn't fax today and say, this poll really sucks today, like uh, yesterday. What was wrong with that cartoon poll Nothing. yesterday? Nothing at all. I, the only thing that was wrong with it was I take full responsibility. We left off Andy Cap, but especially Blondie and Dagwood. My right. God. Er, my, my whole childhood, from the time I was like old enough to look at a funny paper, like uh, in The Godfather, mm-hmm. to about 50, you know, when I was no longer a child, every time you open up the comic section, at the bottom of the front page would be uh, Blondie. Right. Right? Right. Wasn't it always? Maybe Pretty not much. always. Not, maybe not every newspaper had it there, but sure, sure in the Rochester uh, uh, Democrat and Chronicle, which we didn't get the Times Union because that's a bunch of Republicans, okay? 5670560. Oh, 
find a wheel. That's what that sounds like. Oh, what is that? But it's not. It's, it's Blondie, baby. Oh. Oh, Blondie. Oh, it's... <laughs> oh, no. Well, you brought it up. I wasn't bringing up them, okay? Just, okay, enough for Blondie. Now, where, where, I guess that that's where that thing came from, the Dagwood sandwich? Yes. I know that. I'm just, I'm just saying, just don't. I mean, because you were eating at the sloppy uh, sausage. No, I had all that good ziti. stuff from John the Baker. Like oh. I said, baked ziti, man. I the best. And Josh oh. was eating the same, huh? Yes, See, I don't was. understand why you guys don't get different stuff and, like, mix and match. You know, split well, he, it. He likes to copy me, that's all. Oh, you're just an imitator? I just want to be like George, man. <laughs> really? Short, balding, yeah. Gray. Not getting any. I see. <laughs> well, up until that part. And not getting paid too much. Right? All of these things. I mean, he's doing well at that. All of these things. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. I wanted to give you the uh, ending to Brokeback Mountain so you don't have to waste your time. Okay, please. It. Well, I, I wouldn't watch it if you paid me by the second. Okay, but one guy didn't kill the other. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a victim of uh, gay bashing, and he dies. Oh. And then the other guy, uh, what's his name, the one that muggles, he goes to the parents' house and he can smell uh, Jake's shirt. It's so stupid. Oh, oh. my God. He's sniffing <laughs> his shirt? <laughs> Oh, my God. The, at least the, he, bloody, at least the bloody shirt they had to fight in. It was so stupid. At least he didn't sniff his pantaloons, his BBDs, anyway. <laughs> All right, take care. Thanks for the bad news. So he's the victim of gay bashing. Gay. Yeah. Well, you see, that's the interesting part of it is because uh, both of them got married, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like George is always saying that a guy who's straight, can, you know, he can wander around on the yeah. side. Isn't that what you're always saying? Yeah, that's what I'm always saying. With the sheep. So he got killed, and it kind of like, sounds, uh, like uh, what that was the movie with Harvey Firestein and uh, Matthew Broderick? Uh, Torch Song Trilogy. Torch Song Trilogy. Never now, you know it. that, but you never saw the movie. No. You don't want to see the movie. Clips of it are on all the time. That I just want to be loved. Is that What's so wrong with seeing that a million times? It was, it was okay. And bankrupt as much as I loved her. I mean, she overacting really bad in that movie. I mean, way over the top. He's way little, over the top. He's a little top. hard to take, that Harvey. Harvey Firestein. Well, thank God that the uh, movies don't stereotype minorities. That, that's the one thing I'm always right. going to be proud of my whole life. Uh-huh. They don't stereotype uh, Latinos or blacks right. or, or gay people or, or, right. or any kind of people. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Hey, Lucy! WQAM, hello. Oh, they sure made a lot of good money doing it, though. I'll tell you that. Desi. WQAM, hello. No stereotype. That was him. QAM. Commandage 2 to 4. Commandage 2 to 4. Germanic 2 to 4. Germanic 2 to 4. Okay. I want my cigarettes. Who did Mo from 2 to 4? That Maybe we'll do that poll question one of these days soon. Who did Mo from 2 to 4? Or maybe just who did Mo? I don't want to hear about it. The thought sickens me. 5670560. Oh, In fact, I'd say it sickens me almost as much as. And we have an opportunity. Oh. Uh, I'd rather hear him say. Abu Garay. thousand times. Well, I wonder what he thought of them pictures, huh? I wonder what he thought about that third foot in that one picture. <laughs> huh? I wonder. Yeah. In fact, I'll tell you one thing. I, I know what uh, what the missus said. You know, Laura? You know what yeah. she said when she saw that picture? You call that a penis? That's what she said. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Some, somebody better be telling that Damien McIntosh, he better not hurt Precious. She puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, you're right. The calls are fabulous today. What's not to like, man? And what? Well, I'm not going to say it. I'll say it. Remind me to say what I was going to say in about 15 minutes. You know what I'm going to say. No, I don't know. About the calls today. I don't you're, know. You're not very observant, are you? I bet you Josh knows. Yeah, I know. It's already 20 till 2. I don't want to, like, you remember that show, Press Your Luck? I don't want to do it. Uh-huh. 
I mean, there, there was one little very short, uh, you know, very brief. But other than that, maybe they're busy. they like uh, plucking chickens or something. Oh, speaking of that, where's that story? Europe puts poultry uh, indoors. Everybody, listen, bring your bird inside, okay? Europe puts poultry indoors as bird flu cases multiply. You know, this, this really cracks me up, the, the way that they're getting everybody hysterical about this. I guess they want to sell a lot of that uh, Tamiflu or something, even though it doesn't work. Right. Europe threw up protective zones to keep the ever-expanding bird flu from spreading to humans and devastating the continent's poultry industry, even as researchers warned a future pandemic could kill 142 million people worldwide. A future pandemic could kill or not. Romania was deemed especially at risk of human infection, the WHO announced today, with bird flu reported at 31 separate sites. Romania runs the risk of human contamination at any moment, a WHO expert, Gunal Rodier, said at the end of a four-day inspection tour. But even though it says runs the risk of human contamination, that still doesn't say or even imply human-to-human contamination. Follow that? Okay. I mean, they're not even putting that in the stories anymore. Have we read about one person yet? No. One Who's contracted it from another person? One. Concocted it. Concocted, contracted. Just don't be uh, getting too close with no chicken. Don't be kissing no chickens, okay? Kissing, choking, whatever. No, don't Don't nail no chicken. Don't know Santeria this weekend. Don't be nailing no chicken on your door this weekend, okay? Put a mezuzah up there just for the time being. This is Neil Rogers. And don't pull it. This is 560 QAM. A heart or a liver? No. Alright. There's here my Gehring Rumsfield, man. Clean sweep. My name is Barry. Career was fading. Until I spent some afternoons recording some old foggy tunes. I never dreamed that any of this crap would sell it all when I was done. But I debuted at number one. Can't keep it stocked on shelves, though it's as boring as hell. That damn thing is selling like Lysol at a fart festival Making dolls from grandma and grandpa My bank account's big as Montana Hoarding dolls from grandma and grandpa Leaves on the crappy, but I keep them happy Making dolls from that white-haired crowd yeah, we got the clean sweep. First we had the, the beep, and then we had the, the, the peep, and now we got uh, we, um, Hermann Gehring Rumsfeld talking about Amtrak. stuff like that. See, this is the way they do it. Uh-huh. They just fill up the airwaves with nothing but nonstop propaganda. Man, right. Hitler and Joseph Goebbels and Hermann Gehring and uh, Rudolf Hess, and they'd all be proud. A media blintz. And Dr. Mengele, he could have the uh, the doctor show on there. He could replace Sergei Gupta, whatever his name is. What's his name? Sanjay. Sanjay Sergey. Oh, Sanjay. Has he got a son? Jay. His son Jay will be on tomorrow. <laughs> What movie had the word? Uh, let me do this first. And by the way, I will tell you what I was saying before. Josh, are caught on. I guess you probably have now, too. No. Yeah, no. we got through the whole four hours today with a minimal of um, uh, our oh. friends. We oh, yeah. That. That. We had the one. I'm guessing what I thought you were talking about. We had the one for about a tenth of a second before mm-hmm. we dumped that. And then that was the end of that today. What a Bahia, baby. Oh. See, you. it must have been your psychic power. Because <laughs> that's the end for the call. In fact, I'm shutting this baby off. <laughs> I, just shut that. I just shut the monitor off. And that way you're not tempted, you know. That's right. Good plan. No, seriously, well, it's already 147. We've got uh, Geldy standing by. We'll save all the good calls for Geldy. There you go. You can uh, call Geldy and gargle to him all you want. He'll, he'll, he don't care. That's it. 
The Maryland State Board of Elections allowed Diebold Election Systems to operate its touchscreen voting machines during the state's 2002 gubernatorial election and the 2004 presidential primaries before the state agency actually certified the controversial machines, according to recently disclosed documents. And come to find out, they weren't good machines, man. That is a violation of state law, according to Linda Shady. I wonder if she's kind of slim shady, executive director of TrueVoteMD.org, an election integrity group. Oh, election integrity, isn't that like an oxymoron? Well, there's Barbara Starr. She's a guy. Um, one uh, quote uh, that... See, so I'm saying it's a guy. Mm-hmm. Shade, uh, Shade, whatever her name is, discovered the document among thousands of others she recently acquired through a lawsuit filed against the Maryland State Board of Elections in 2004. After almost two years of pubic records request and attorney wrangling, she received four boxes filled with email conversations, faxes, and contracts between the elections officials and Diebold, the unctuous Diebold. Well, i got to play that. So far, we've only gone through one box and have just started the second box, she said Wednesday. We expect to find much more. Meanwhile, Republican uh, Governor of Maryland, Robert Ehrlich Jr., delivered a scathing letter to the State Board of Elections Wednesday, lashing out at the agency for intending to use Diebold systems for the upcoming 2006 election, while California and Pennsylvania have either decertified or refused to certify the voting systems, which recent studies show can easily be hacked to manipulate votes. I no longer have confidence in the State Board of Elections ability to conduct fair and accurate elections in 2006. The Republican governor stated in a four-page letter. How do you like that? The Republican governor of uh, Maryland no longer has confidence in Diebold because the fix is in. Catherine Harris, what was that bitch in Palm Beach County with her, um, uh... Teresa Lepore. Teresa Lepore with those, uh, butterfly ballots, although butterflies are free. I think, I think people ought to give uh, Teresa maybe a butterfly kiss right on the, on the ass. You stop and you think back to all that, and then, of course, those maniacs from out of state who got sent in. Let us in! Let us in! Dade County pounding the doors down because they wanted to make sure the fix was in, and it was. Two fixed presidential elections in a row. Confidence is low for the outcome of the uh, midterm elections this fall. In fact, I got news for it because of these special powers that uh, your president and vice president keep uh, asserting that they've got. I think they might just decide to call them off altogether. Wouldn't surprise me. We've got important fish to fry. We've got to attack Iran and China and Syria, Canada, 
Jesse Jackson and Condoleezza Rice get the top support among blacks as to name the nation's most important black leader, according to an APAOL Black Voices poll. Next come Roland Colin Sellout Powell and Barack Obama. Many blacks question whether any one person can wear the leadership mantle for such a large and diverse group of people. Even Mickey Mantle couldn't wear it. That's why Willie Mays had to come along. At the same time, two-thirds of the polls said leaders in their communities were effective representatives of their interests. When blacks were asked to come up with the one person they considered the most important black leader, 15% chose Jesse Jackson. Nobody picked Reggie Jackson or Michael Jackson. Who did more? A civil rights activist who ran for president in the 80s, uh, Jackson. Well, like we need to find out, well, who wrote this? AP, you idiot. While 11% picked uh, Condoleezza, 8% Colin Rowland sellout Powell with his vile comments, and 6% named Barack Obama, freshman Democratic senator from Illinois. About a third declined to volunteer a name like uh, we don't know. Less than one in five of those polled, only 18% said the current black leadership is doing a very effective job of representing the black community. They are absolutely correct. I'm kind of disillusioned, said retiree John Manning, who says the leadership is somewhat effective. Somewhat. The Democrat from Port Charlotte, Florida, added, they seem to be going in different directions. There doesn't seem to be a cohesiveness, and that's because they're all busy grandstanding. Wait till you who else got some votes. You're going to pee in your pants. You're going to have a wet spot on that chair where Randy left that stain. Right. Put a down. Nation of Islam Minister Louis Farrakhan got 4%. Talk show host Oprah Winfrey got 3%. King, who was killed, Martin Luther King Jr. in 68, got 3%. I don't understand. He's dead. Uh, still dead. And former Democratic presidential candidate Al Sharpton got 2%. 14% picked somebody else. 3% said Oprah Winfrey is the most important black leader in America today. I can tell you what, they probably all read that book. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Neil, God. Oh, oh. Alright. Don't like all the Harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see Abu Garrebo. Don't, don't, don't. Absolutely. Bye-bye!